what's up and welcome to the DualSense podcast for episode 151. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jason, and I'm not joined by Travis this time, your normal co-host. He, like he tends to do, takes vacation around all the big things typically. So I have gone back to the well and gotten our faithful guest co-host, Mr. Ryan Betson from the Pop Culturist for the Players podcast out of Australia. And uh, he's always so gracious with his time and uh, still the only guest that we have ever had on the show. And I, I think I'm, I'm really going to try to keep it that way in perpetuity forever because it's just part of the lore now at this point. But uh, Ryan, thank you so much for, for doing the show and uh, welcome. Dude, no worries at all. Thank you for having me again. Like it is, it's kind of fun to be like that, uh, uh, you know, elusive regular guest. It's kind, of, it's kind of fun. I do like the yes. lore of it, but like it's, it's, it, it most definitely puts me in an upper echelon of quality that that I shouldn't be sitting <laughs> in. So, but thank you. There's not very many better, if if that, especially uh, you know, on your side of the pond, if you will, in my opinion. So uh, we're glad to that. have you. I'm thank glad you. to have you. And uh, we're coming off the hills of Summer Game Fest. We're literally like literally recording. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Like 30 minutes ago, it ended. Maybe 25 minutes ago, it ended. Ryan has been up. He, he just actually, he's, he's regurgitating this with me because he's already live streamed Summer Game Fest for his own show. He is up uh, very early or, or got up, was up very early in the morning, Australian time. And uh, so he's, he's joining us now to uh, discuss all of the week's PlayStation news, not just Summer Game Fest. Uh, as well as rumors, uh, new game releases, and much more. Of course, we do it all in under 90 minutes every week and post new episodes on Monday on all of the normal podcast feeds across the world, including YouTube, where we also share gameplay videos occasionally. And I've uh, been doing quite well there for us, actually, on YouTube, seeing some good growth there. Yeah, YouTube has made the decision to like correctly label things as podcasts. So yeah, it's, it's actually, awesome. it helps better for like the search. It's, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's honestly, it's it's becoming one of our, if or not one, but it's probably becoming our biggest platform for uh, for the show, which is interesting for us. So, so anyway, you can also find us on social media. We're on Twitter; that's our primary go to. Uh, we where we go by at the DualSense Pod, uh, but we're also on Instagram and Facebook. If that's your cup of tea, our website is thedualsensepodcast.wordpress.com. You can get the shows there each week as well. In addition to show notes and our bios and pictures, if you want to see what uh, what we look like, how I handsome like, we are. as I am seeing your face right now, it, it is Correct. worth the dive. Go check out the website. <laughs> and uh, you know, I tweeted earlier, Ryan. I, I wanted to to set this up a little bit because you know we we've got a meeting of uh, of the worlds here, the meeting of the minds, meeting of cultures, if you will. We've got your lovely Australian voice, and then we've got my southern draw here american southern draw so it's it's a very sexy combo in the ears of our listeners i believe so i think it, they'll enjoy it, it this. is like it's a it's a lovely mix however the australian act, like thankfully i don't have like the most prominent australian accent like it's certainly still sure. there like i just i'm re-watching the transformers movies right now because the new one comes out i love i love i love beast wars my son loves beast wars I'm like, let's yeah. watch all of them again first movie horrendous it's only going to get so much worse <laughs> from here but like there's that australian woman in it and her oh, like yeah she, yeah her accent isn't even that intense but surrounded by like an american like yeah a, i guess a californian american accent it mm -hmm. sounds so painful because like the australian accent is just it sounds like a chainsaw it's fucking horrible <laughs> you mean shy compared to shia labeouf and megan fox it just <laughs> i'm just gonna put it, it out there look a complete tangent right that movie a is yeah. bad 
and Shia LaBeouf is utterly useless in that movie. He, he's in in the same way that Indiana Jones. If you take him out of that movie, yeah. it would have happened anyway. Yeah, same thing here. Megan Fox is and should have been the main character of this movie. She has way more character development. She has way more skills and potential and like an arc. Yeah, Shia LaBeouf is fucking useless. Not to mention she's a smoke show. Oh yeah, yeah. the The level of sexualization of Megan Fox in this movie, yes, even it's the understanding egregious. that she's like <laughs> supposed to be in high school, so she's like what sixteen, seventeen. Everyone's like, "Yeah, you're a criminal. Criminals are hot." I'm like, yeah. "Ew!" Like she's yeah. hot because she's legitimately like twenty fucking four in that movie. Yeah, and shout out to like the her boyfriend in the movie, who's like the jockiest jock that's ever jocked. I'm pretty sure uh, yeah. he was like the same like jock that they did in like Tokyo Drift yeah. as well. Yeah, what, <laughs> talk about like typecast. A, He's type, way more typecast yes. than even like uh, Michael Sarah at this point. Yeah, truly. That's that's part. Yeah, you're. That's the nail on the head. You're absolutely right. But uh, anyway, what is this show about? So let's, Ryan. Let's jump into the news here straight away. Starting with number one, Mr. Jeff Keeley brought his annual extravaganza to the world on Thursday and featured numerous announcements, reveals, and updates over its almost two-hour runtime. And here is a rundown of everything that we saw that was PlayStation-related. And this is in order here. And I figured what we would do is... You t- so you're talking about, like, PlayStation Indies is going to hit the console? Because it's just PlayStation? It's Correct. One. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. PlayStation is in... It's going to hit the console. Not in All terms right. of their announcements. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Thank you. Because otherwise it would be... And... <laughs> that's Spider-Man. it that's the show Spider-Man. Yeah. thank you very much yeah you we got that's in it. under 90 seconds not 90 minutes yeah <laughs> we're done yeah that hey that's that's a challenge yeah so if you want to jump in here on anything that interested interested you piqued your interest i should say then feel free and then at the end of it we'll just kind of give maybe like our general thoughts on the show overall i thought so here we go the show led off with a new 3d side-scrolling platformer game from ubisoft called Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. You might have heard of that one. And it's coming January 18th, 2024. And uh, this struck me as being from the team that did Immortals Phoenix Rising. It, actually, yes, I thought it was an Immortals game. I had that moment like when it kicked off. I'm like, this is Prince of Persia. Wait, hang on. Is it Immortals? Yeah. Uh, oh, right. hang on. Yeah, it was uh, interesting. Like They've taken that, that visual aesthetic from Immortals Phoenix Rising, which I fucking love. I think that game is, game is brilliant. Yeah. But... I was like, is, have they reskinned? Like, have they, I mean, knowing the Prince of Persia Sands of Time is like indefinitely delayed. Is this kind of like the, what they did with it? Because this is very right. reminiscent in a lot of ways of the original Prince of Persia, like the PC uh, DOS version, but obviously ramped up and a bit more zoomed in, obviously with a, you know, rather than the, the, plat, <laughs> the flat, very pixel design of the yeah. original. I yeah. love the original Prince of Persia, but. I'm open to this. After that, we, uh, we saw NetherRealm Studios. They revealed their uh, an extended look, I should say, at Mortal Kombat 1. And uh, Mr. Ed Boon actually showed up and showed off some story, gameplay, cameo fighters, and the signature brutal fatalities all in a pretty lengthy trailer. And I, th- I think this, is, this game's not my cup of tea, but I think it looks amazing. I think it looks wonderful. See... From like I said, I'm not a big fan of Mortal Kombat either. Like I have a, yeah. a, a interesting stance on it. So, um, as someone that has previously worked in, in mental health and special mental health and gaming, um, mm-hmm. I have a kind of a weird stance for the team. So when there all the reports came out from you know the the, the teams of Nether Realm that you know many of them were actually 
presenting with a lot of PTSD symptoms after essentially having to watch car crashes to deliver those fatalities. Really? Yeah, I'm like, I can't personally stand for that. Like, as I'm like, that's gross. So, yeah, I kind of have a, a thing with it. But even then, like, coming off the back of just playing I a lot that. of Dead Island 2 and like the hyper violence in that, I'm like, oh, because mm. watching, watching this, I'm like, yeah, it looks fine. But to me, it looks yeah. no different to like 11. So, apart from sure. the, only th- the only thing I w- I've noticed was like the backgrounds are probably a bit more detailed, a bit more in like, uh, like on a greater fidelity, but like the fighters themselves look the same. The you know that's the, the the benefit of a fighting game, right? Is because it's not as intense or heavy that you can get away with it having looking pretty good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like you know, j- having JCVD, the old John Claude Van Damme, is interesting. Hell yeah, the uh, the cameo uh, characters is interesting. Like to me, it makes me think of Dragon Ball Fighters, but apparently yeah, it's does. very similar to like Marvel Capcom. You know, Marvel versus Capcom back in the day. So, you know, having these individuals kind of run in and like, like do a couple punches and fuck off off the side. So it's a cool idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it looks cool. I didn't know that about the. Um, I mean, that makes sense as far as the you know the 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 research or the design of the game, them having to do that. But um, I mean, it it does look brutal. And there's no doubt about it. So, well, because the yeah, idea is they want like the most realistic sort of like mm-hmm. brutal getting someone getting shit, smash shit, shit out of them. Like it's just right. It's just not cool for me. Yeah, no, I get that totally. I mean, I won't like, play no it. Because no game is <laughs> no game. In the same way that like crunch culture, yeah. so like, no game is worth that much like pain. Mm. I'm, I, and the same rule applies here, man. There's, you know. Mm. Fair, fair. So then we saw action RPG Path of Exile 2, actually. They showed up after two years of silence with a first look at gameplay, and they promised more info on july 28th and i thought that this looked like diablo <laughs> it did it's got that it's very much the same crpg th- sort of look yeah interestingly like the the woman just ran away more than anything like watching the game she yeah she's like pew like a little bit of lightning yeah. <laughs> pew. yeah i'm like that's that's not good gameplay man right right i mean it looked it looked nice but it looked like straight up like diablo to yeah. me. like i mean i'll i'll give it a chance i never played the first path of exile but i guess it's well i don't know if it's on console now or not i don't really know but uh I mean, it looked neat. So Capcom announced that Street Fighter Six characters are coming to their upcoming dino shooter, Exoprimal, this fall. But Exoprimal actually launches July 14th. And uh, I'm actually pretty keen on Exoprimal. Got to play the the beta. It's, uh, mm. it's very fun, especially if you have friends to play with. But, uh, you know, the Street Fighter crossover, I'm sure there will be like Resident Evil and stuff in there at some point, too. So I guess that's neat. But uh, that was kind of a minor announcement. It's a smart call though, because Exo Primal. Mm-hmm. When they announced it, it was like it's just Dino Crisis, and I was like, no, not even close. Yeah. Um, yeah. So to, I guess, incentivize people to go check it out, it's a smart decision. Yeah, I agree. Just to be like, hey, well, if you like Street Fighter, here's a cool little thing. The same way as like being an RE fan and also being a fan of the division. When they released like the the skins in the division two for like, hey, you can have the yeah. RCPD. I was like. Holy shit. So I re-downloaded the division just to get those skins. So I can understand <laughs> really? the appeal yeah. for someone to be like, oh, well, I want to see Ryu as a robot. Uh, I will uh, I will do the Exo Primal thing. Yeah, yeah. Have you played that game? It's a lot of fun. Uh, no, I did not okay. dive into the, the uh, early, ac- early accessy beta thing. Should have, but gotcha. didn't. Gotcha. Then we saw a trailer for Nicolas Cage coming to Dead by Daylight as a playable character. He's going to be added to the game on July 25th, and Keeley went a step further and brought the man himself out on stage to talk about the collaboration, and we also got a brief look at him in-game. 
he he uh he was he was a very cool character i mean he seemed very on script i guess but they always do when they're kind of out of their element at these events but i thought that it was cool that he was there and i don't i don't care about dead by daylight but it's it's cool to have someone as big as nick cage i guess in a, in a video game if you will so yeah most, like most definitely and obviously keely having his connections across the industry entertainment mm-hmm. industry not just games so to have him come out is is very cool mm-hmm. I like Dead by Day is not a game for me, but I, I understand its appeal for those that like horror, uh, especially horror franchises. Mm-hmm. So he is a kind of like a staple within just weird, fic- weird movie culture anyway. So having him involved is really interesting. Like I know like Slipknot and Iron Maiden are getting tie-ins as well. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. Then Henry Cavill, the good looking Henry Cavill and the cast mm-hmm. of The Witcher, the, the, the totally good looking cast of The Witcher, quite honestly. They showed up and they shared a trailer. It's kind of bullshit. There's so many, there's so many attractive people in like one small location. Yeah, I mean, hundred percent, no doubt. And they showed a new trailer for the new season of The Witcher, which is coming out on Netflix on June 29th. And so we got our first um, non-video game, I guess, promotion or tie-in here. And I'm pretty, pretty keen for the new season of The Witcher, although it's Cavill's uh, final season, if I remember correctly. Yeah. As, so as they're the swapping lead, over so. to the less, less uh, enjoyable Hemsworth, uh, Liam Hemsworth. Yeah, but he's one, he's one of your compatriots, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's from Australia, uh, you know. So no, okay. You know, he, look, okay. he's look. You know, we all we all <laughs> wish we could be connected to the Hemsworths in some way. Um, uh huh. You know. But uh, sure. yeah, look, because yeah, they announced that this is season three, volume one. Obviously, there's that pivot mm-hmm. in the middle where it switches to to lesser Hemsworth. Oh wow! Wait, hang hang on a second. He's taking over midstream in the season. I, sh- I assume so because they did say season three, volume one. Okay, wow, that would be some shit. So mm-hmm. I don't know how they're going to explain that. It's like it was all a dream, yeah. and this is you know Liam Lesser Hemsworth yeah. had dreamt himself as <laughs> yeah. being uh, Henry yeah. Cavill. Uh, version of of, of Geralt's and then it's like oh no I was sleeping the whole time and I looked like fine I guess <laughs> yeah that's that's gonna be a very big um what's the word that's that's gonna be a big shock I mean yeah. I guess to the system whenever they they make that switch for sure uh then first person shooter Witchfire which has been kind of percolating on and off for years now reemerged with a new gameplay trailer and it's launching into early access on September the 20th although uh, I know that they have said it at some point that that's coming to consoles. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. So, but it doesn't sound like this year. But it looks it looks neat. Yeah, it looks alright. Like one of those things. Like I I can tell. Like you can tell which ones I cared about because I took more notes. Like so, <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I like to sit here and like like write on a notepad as I'm watching this stuff. Like oh yeah, mm-hmm. cool. There's the minor detail. Oh yeah, cool. But like the ones I'm like, <laughs> oh, you can tell it's something I cared about. Yeah, it's one. It goes from one sentence to a paragraph. Yeah, so like a couple lines, like the key dot points, but yeah, yeah. So then, Crossfire Sierra Squad, a first-person shooter, and Sony's first presence at the show, if you will, they showed up with a new gameplay trailer from Smilegate, and it's coming to PlayStation VR two sometime in August. We learned, and uh, I think this game looks really, really cool in my it, opinion. It, but my my problem is I can't do these free moving shooters in VR. But but uh, what are your thoughts? I, look, I, I, I get pretty gnarly motion sickness as well, but I find that yeah. if I preload myself, like if I put the headset on and I play something that's a little bit more grounded and then I uh-huh. work my way up. So I play like 20 minutes of something else and get my VR legs. And then I can go into like the free moving stuff. Hmm. Might have to try that. I did find myself being, I guess, accidentally racist while watching this. Cause I'm like, oh, oh. is that Michael B. Jordan? No, it's some other black guy. <laughs> sure. 
Yeah, because you had like the dreads from like Killmonger yeah. in, in Black Panther. I was like, oh man, yeah. that's a great tie. And it's like, no, it's just some other fucking dude. I'm like, oh. There was a trailer very reminiscent of those Call of Duty trailers with like Eminem and to, to your to your point and like Eminem and Michael B. Jordan and all these people though, right? Did you get that vibe as well? Most definitely. And I think that's probably because yeah. in the stream I was like, is this called I think this might be Call of Duty? Because knowing the yeah. Call of Duty season four was being covered in the show, I was like, Oh, this True. makes sense if it's Michael B. Jordan and it's like, no, it's yeah, it's just a dude. Like, oh yeah. Well, shout out to that guy. I'm sure he is able to pull many women <laughs> as he looks like Michael B. Jordan. Yes, or men, yeah. it's up to him. You know, yeah, any, to any man or woman he chooses. They can smash whoever they like. If I looked like Michael B. Jordan, I would smash whoever I wanted. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's the world I wish I lived in. Oh, 100%. 100%. Don't we all? So then we saw <laughs> Survival Action Shooter Remnant 2, which shared a new gameplay trailer, and it's releasing July 25th. Certainly not for me. Not for no, me. this isn't very much yeah. not a me game. However, my co-host of, of my show, uh, Max, He's a big mm-hmm. fan of co-op shooters, especially. If any sort of co-op yeah. game gets him excited. Um, and then you yeah. add that sort of fantastical, almost like Lovecraftian sort of look to it. And he's like, he he got a boner quite a number of times during the showcase. <laughs> um, this is oh, his good. first one, which was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Did you tell him that if it lasts longer than four hours to call a doctor? Well, thankfully the show was less than two hours. So it was actually really handy oh, for him. Like he could keep, fair. he could like, there are moments where there was like a, a, a stronger turgidity, uh, but then it kind of oh. dissipated here and there. Like the next game being Sonic, I'm sure flaccid. it went down a little bit, like maybe not yeah. all the way, but like enough yeah. to like not be as usable as it once was. Yeah, speaking of Sonic, I went fully flaccid during this next <laughs> announcement. Well, I went back a... inside me somehow. I was yeah. like... <laughs> yes, the pre-birth uh, version of me <laughs> when the brand new Sonic co-op side-scrolling game was announced called Sonic Superstars. We're off the rails and I love it. It's releasing this fall, Ryan, and um, yeah. Look, I, 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 have, I have never understood the appeal of Sonic, personally. Yeah. Just, it's not something... Like, the gameplay... Is just it does because there's like all this world that you can't explore because you're moving too fast. It's like what the fuck. My son though, because yeah. he's six and he's six, um, he loves Sonic. It's like shit that goes fast. So like he he will he will love this game, and I'll probably get yeah. it for him, and then I'll complain the whole time. But <laughs> see, the weird thing is, I I grew up playing Sonic on Sega Genesis mm. and lo- loved it. Like the original Sonic games, loved it. Had the you know all the the. The, the expansion packs like there was one you could load on top of another cartridge or some shit like that like the knuckles expansion or something like that yeah but now, but now i couldn't be i couldn't be asked to worry about sonic to be quite honest so, so i had it on pc I, they did like a, essentially a like, a like almost like the mario all-stars it was like a disc that mm-hmm. had like a mm-hmm. bunch of the different sonics on it and like i like sonic eh, but like knuckles was cool i like tails from like a tra- traversal standpoint like knuckles ability like punch and climb walls was way more yeah. appealing and tails being able to like hover back and be like, Oh, I think I missed a bit. Hover back, hover back. You know, like that is way yeah, more yeah. appealing to me than just banging it in one direction. Sure. Oh, but if you, if you want to talk about like, look, Sonic was, did nothing to me sexually. Um, yeah. or even into- <laughs> we're comparing everything to how sexually turned. Oh yeah. No, like the, the level of, of, um, <laughs> of, uh, arousal is a great method uh-huh. of, of rating. Sure. Because, Fair. The next game was it? Hen- was it uh-huh. Hen- Henkai Star Rail? I uh-huh. literally just wrote. I'll show you my notes. Here you go. It just says, yeah. "I hate this. All of this." <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, I will. I will tell you. So yes. So the, after that, 
as Ryan mentioned, turn-based free-to-play RPG Honkai Star Rail was there with a new trailer that introduced a brand new character. And it also announced that it is coming, thank Christ, to PlayStation in the fourth oh, quarter of this starts. year. Yeah, and, <laughs> and as Ryan said, I hated all of it. I oh, did man. not enjoy one thing about that. And right. the thing is, it's it's fucking huge, right? It's like 20 million people already play it on mobile or whatever the fuck. Like, it's, you know, it's a 10 cent thing. It's ginormous, but I could not give two fucks about it. It so does like, concern me that there's 20 million people with, like, this level of brain damage. Like, that. that's a pan- <laughs> that's an epidemic. That should be really uh, looked into. But It is. The, uh, it, it's very much known, like my stance around like, around like anime and weeb culture. I fucking yeah. hate it, mostly because mm. of a lot of the reasons in this game. What I saw, it's like the voices are overly childlike and sexualized, which I can't fucking stand. Uh, yeah, yeah. Alongside, it's just, it looks it gross. Weird. It looks yeah, bad. It's weird. Yeah. Like it's the aesthetic weird, is... Compa- compare- compared to the JRPG we see at the end of this showcase, you like mm-hmm. just simply compare the voice acting and the delivery. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. just because it's you know Japanese expired, inspired doesn't mean it has to sound like, "Hey man, let's go do that." And like, <laughs> you know, it makes it a yeah, fucking so I know die. Exactly what you yeah, I'm dead. Yeah, oh, I'm already dead. Believe me, but uh, <laughs> I can't. I can't say it any better than that. So let's go on to a real game. Yes, a Soulsborne style game called Lies of P, which we've known about. It's a twist on the tale of Pinocchio, of course, and they showed a new trailer, but also revealed that it is launching September the 19th, and a demo is actually available right this very moment on the yep. PlayStation Store. Literally whipped think? my phone out midstream and just downloaded it like the, from my phone. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going to give it a shot. I, you know, Soulsborne game is not for me, honestly, but this the aesthetic of this, the art direction of this, the story of it, honestly, very appealing. So, gonna try the demo because it cost me zero. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in that same boat because I love Soulsborne games in idea, right? I'm like, mm. that seems mm. really cool, and then I play it and I get my shit kicked in. I'm like, this game sucks. Um, yeah, that happens every time. But like aesthetically, as you mentioned, like the the design of this game is fantastic. Whether it be like the it has a lot of that Bloodborne energy, which is I, in terms of its visuals, I love the Bloodborne vi- visuals of that real sort of um, gothic-y, uh, uh, in early England, Jack the ripper right. sort of aesthetic. But then they've also yes. thrown in a lot of uh, steampunk here as well. So it's yes. really interesting for me to see that. But yeah, the, thank, thank God there's a demo because I don't have to spend any money or harass any PR company unnecessarily. Yes. Like, oh, this is cool. And then be like, oh, no, this game is not for me in gameplay at all. All right. So after Lies of P, Dragon Ball creator Akira Toriyama showed up with Bandai Namco behind him. And he revealed, or they, he wasn't there, but they revealed an open world <laughs> adventure RPG called Sandland, which is coming to both PS4 and PS5, apparently. I mean, I don't know. I'm not totally turned off by it, but it has some of that honkai star rail stuff going on to it just a tad yeah but thank but not as intense like it didn't like it didn't it didn't smash the anime trope so heavy like it looks (laughs) it looks like early dragon ball right because apparently it's based on on a manga yeah which i don't know because i'm not a giant dork but yeah same (laughs) apparently yeah apparently it's very japanese mad max i'm like oh that's cool oh okay and like that as an idea is. is pretty cool. And like visually, yeah, it, it mm. nails that Toriyama look. Mm-hmm. 
I ain't gonna play it. Yeah, but. it definitely looked Dragon Ball esque, no doubt about that. Then publisher Annapurna Interactive showed off a teaser sizzle reel for their upcoming showcase, which they announced will be on June 29th. So we're getting we're getting announcements for showcases at showcases now, which yeah, is it's getting pretty meta at this point. Yeah, it sure is. Then uh, free-to-play MMORPG Throne and Liberty from NCSoft and Amazon Games was there with a new gameplay trailer, but still no release date. And I think this looks very cool. Also, sidebar here, NCSoft is the developer slash publisher that's rumored to be making a Horizon MMO. So mm. this is right right in their wheelhouse. But I think Throne and Liberty looks pretty cool. i am uh, got my eye on that one. It didn't really look for me. Personally, okay, but that's enough. fine. Like, I, I'm yeah. excited once again because of the NC Soft and Amazon connection. Like, from yeah, what I've seen is. so far, Amazon have not like really been that rad. But um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, to sort of see what they can do in the space, and with it being a you know free to play like, MMORPG, like that mm. that that genre is it's a weird space to be in because yeah. like you've got your big hitters and they kind of win. But even mm-hmm. then, like, you know, World of Warcraft doesn't quite have the love it used to. Oh, yeah. You know, like, there, there's room for something cool to come in there. Will this be it? Probably not. But mm-hmm. it, it, it could be. Yeah, we're getting a lot of games like this, no doubt. They're, I mean, these, these live service games, generally speaking, but free-to-play, stuff like that, MMOs too. Speaking of, the very next announcement was another free-to-play game. It's a medieval fantasy rpg called warhaven from nexon and it shared a trailer and revealed that it's releasing this fall and i'm not quite clear if this is coming to consoles i actually made a note with a question mark i'm not totally sure or clear on that so don't hold me to this i don't know that this is for sure coming to playstation oh yeah (laughs) i'm not gonna remember it but i'm gonna bookmark it write the timestamp down if it doesn't come to console you're gonna get a message from him be like you piece of shit like you yeah, fucking lied to me. Fucker. Yeah. You made me look like a dickhead. <laughs> oh, and uh, then we got a weird kind of update from Dying Light 2. They had a brief news drop, and they said that basically they have more updates coming. One this month and one later this month, um, which, I don't know, I kind of found that. We had two odd announcements in a row here. I thought the Dying Light 2 one was odd, and then immediately after that, we had like a 20-second like a sizzle trailer for crash team rumble and i don't i think it announced it's releasing later this month did you make a note on that i couldn't it was so fast i don't even know what yeah i didn't happened. write down a a, a date because i was like is this wasn't it was, it was a crash bash no it wasn't called crash bash it was called something else so i had a moment yeah. where i was trying to rat, rattle my brain for what it was called <laughs> well but, that's all you had was a moment and it was fucking over yeah you're like ah, so, and it's gone but it was such a weird yeah. cut because it was like because tonally they're so different like yes. it was kind of like dying like <laughs> cut, no fade to black, just bam, straight into like yeah. Wampa fruits and like Yeah. But Dying Light 2, I I I'm happy that it's getting more supported because one of the greatest things yeah. that Dying Light 1 received was literally years of support. Even up until yeah. the moment Dying Light 2 re- released, they yeah. were still pumping out DLCs and updates and supporting the original. And if Dying Light 2 gets any sort of that same level of support, holy shit, this game's gonna be amazing. Yeah. You know, like, was what they talked about was like that there's new season content and they've also sort of uh, updated the controls, I think they mentioned, uh, updated the parkour and also sort of added some intensity to, because the big thing about Dying Light is the night, you know, there's zombies during the day, but during the night, right. the zombies get cranked up. And it sounds like that with this new update, if you so choose, you can crank them even harder. That's pretty, that's a cool Ooh. idea. Oh, love, love cranking harder. Yeah. 
yeah, back to anyway. penguins. <laughs> it didn't take long. So after those couple of rando announcements, if you will, Mr. Sam Lake joined the show live and in person. Dude, what? The show like, the first. What an engaging dude, by the way. He's always has he really been, is. but like he has a yeah, unique really face. Is. You, yes, everyone knows from Max Payne, obviously, but like he walks out and he's not even doing anything interesting. And I'm like, this dude's charming me. You know, the coolest thing about him is that that's not his real name. He obviously has some yeah. type of like overly like Finnish or Swedish. I think Finnish, it's Finnish. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. He has some like overly Finnish name that no one can pronounce. It's American or that speaks English. So he's just like, all right, my name is Mr. Sam, or my name is Mr. Sam. My name is Sam Lake. So. Yeah. I just think that's a cool little piece of his lore, but because yeah. uh, I quite like the Finnish accent as well, because the 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 way they mm-hmm. like I, I find it interesting the way they speak English, it just kind of yes. makes me chuckle. So like that's probably yes. another reason that it was enticing to me. But then they yeah they showed off some raw they called it sexual uh, gameplay yeah. uncut and raw. <laughs> oh. Like I'm pretty sure I've seen oh. that video. It was it was good. Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> of Sam Lake. Alan Wake uncut and raw. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Bigger, too. longer, and uncut. South Park. Um, yeah, so they show like the gameplay of, of Alan Wake Two, and you see the mm-hmm. character of the the, the FBI, uh, and they sort of the FBI the, the woman whose name escapes me right now, but they essentially uh, allude Saga Anderson. Yes, no one. Sorry, yeah, and they essentially allude that you can hot top between the two, like it's two stories going on at once, and if you want it, you can play pretty much mm-hmm. the entire campaign as like Alan, and then yes. at the end they'll switch it, or you can kind of jump between. So that makes me think of. Like the old school horror games, like which which coincidentally is coming out relatively soon, Alone in the Dark. So mm. I rem- I remember Alone in the Dark, a new nightmare on PS2. Like there are two characters you can play, and it's essentially st- two complete campaigns, and they cross over in the same way. Like Resident Evil Two, right? You know, you can play as these two characters, and they cross over at moments. And sure, I love that. Like it just from a replayability standpoint. Like, well, I'm going to play one campaign as this one person, the other, or I play it a third time and swap at key moments now that I know all the beats. I got to be honest, I, well, I've, I've played the first Alan Wake and I really enjoyed it. I played it on Xbox 360, actually. And uh, this one, I was super excited about to hear that it existed. And then my excitement waned when I heard about that it was going to be like full blown survival horror. I was like, I, I don't do scary shit, not for me. But then after seeing this gameplay, I'm like, oh, I can totally do this. Like yeah. to me, to me, what I saw today anyway it looks no scarier, more tense to me, in my opinion, than some of the worst parts of the last of us part two. Like there's some pretty fucking like nerve wracking parts of the last of us part two. And this, that's what it reminded me of. And I think I'm in on this. I'm back in on Alan way too. Yeah. At least like from the, from the, what we saw, uh, from the raw, uh, it was (laughs) from the raw dog. Yeah. (laughs) Like it has, it feels like it has more of a unsettling suspense survival horror feel rather than, you know, mm-hmm. like in like intense gore or jump scares, or there was a bit of a jumpy scare in there a little bit, but like it's a yeah. the presence that it sort of establishes this constant sense of unease. Mm-hmm. And like one thing I noticed is like you know visually the game looks fantastic, it's running on Unreal Engine five. And the only thing I noticed was the 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 map that they used on like the the the, the mapping of the floor, like it, yeah. it, had, it looked like it was supposed to have texture, but it really didn't. It felt really flat, especially compared to the rest mm-hmm. of the world, which is you know really high detail ferns high detail buildings like it looks it looks yeah. inc- incredible but yeah, and then there's just like oh okay well for <laughs> me I'm, I'm i I was drawn to the ground for some reason yeah i didn't i didn't notice that but yeah, yeah. it like it, yeah it, 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 i i like the aesthetic with the weird sort of like culty 
you know, yeah. forest shit. Very, uh, uh, very tr- true detective ish. True detective is the same thing as I said on stream. And, yeah. um, you know, I don't remember either Matthew McConaughey or Woody Harrelson being a black woman, but who knows? <laughs> um, but no, I'm super intrigued. I mean, super intrigued. Like, I haven't played. Yeah. Uh, I haven't finished Alan Wake 1. Like, I did get the remaster oh. when it dropped, but I couldn't remember whether a circumstance at the time or I was, like, distracted by another game that came out. I think because I think it dropped right around a Christmassy window. Um, yes. Yeah that, yeah, that rings a bell. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I started it. I went, oh, cool. And then I went, oh, it's over here. And I ADHD really yeah. hard and went, went on to something else. Yeah. But it's something I've been meaning to go back to. Yeah, I've thought about it, but um, I just kind of want to leave it as I remember it. I've thought about it, though, but I think I'll just wait for the second one. And uh, they did say, he did say on stage, you don't have to have played the first one to understand the second one, he said. So that's pretty cool because it's been such a big gap between mm. games. So there's that if you, if, if you all don't really feel like going back to play the first one. So then Warhammer 40,000 Space Marine 2 showed up with a new gameplay trailer and revealed that it has... Co-op, a co-op campaign for up to three players, and it's launching this winter on PS5. And uh, I think this looks cool. This is very much a Gears of War looking, and I know Warhammer came before, but like this looks like straight up Gears of War to me. So and uh, lots of you know visceral combat and cutting shit up and whatever. So it looks cool. So I'm a <clears throat> I'm an old 40k player from 20 years ago, maybe. Oh, okay. So like. I, 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 I'm always intrigued by like Warhammer, especially and 40k as a franchise and yeah. <clears throat> like space Marines are relatively boring, but like the 20, the, the 20, whatever year it was, the, the PlayStation three game of space Marine was sick. I thoroughly enjoyed it and having, you know, the play like the, so the enemies in the game are the Tyranids, which are these really cool, super alieny creatures, like a lot of pointy arms and shit. So, like, they're really okay. fun to, like, mow down. And visually, they're going to be quite interesting to take on, especially compared to, like, the more military bland look of the Space Marines. But yeah. I, I think it captures, like, the the size and the weight of, of the Space Marine armor. And it's, like, very lumbering. I think, I think that's where you're getting yeah. that Gears of War influence because Gears of War Definitely. is very heavy as, you know, like, you know, Fe- whatever his Phoenix, whatever his name is, they're all, like, super chunky. Yeah. Um, and they yes. move slow accordingly, but it looks cool. If if, if it happens to pop up in my inbox, sure, I'm not going to actively go buy it or seek it. But if it comes my way, I'll be like, yeah, why not? Yeah, I I would kind of agree with that. It to me, it's like a looks cool, wait for sale kind of game. Yeah, but maybe it'll maybe it'll fucking blow me away. I don't know. Uh, Saber Interactive Focus Entertainment. A lot yeah. of Saber and Focus in this show, by the way. Yes, very. Yeah, you're right. Very heavy with both of those, and uh, they're jo- they were joined by horror legend John Carpenter for a project announcement. It's a brand new co-op zombie shooter called John Carpenter's Toxic Commando, which is an awful name in my opinion. But it's releasing. It's releasing in 2024. Um, I was very meh on this. It's another one of these, is what I thought. So I don't know what you thought about that one. Uh, I enjoyed the intru- the use of Bon Jovi. Um, yeah, that 100%. got me excited. That then I realized part. my stream is yeah. probably going to get hit with a strike. So I'm like, that's cool. Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, no, I did sing along, and you know, you know, John Bovine Jovi. Um, always, uh-huh. sun- always sunny reference. <laughs> Look, yeah, it looks like a fucking poo. I, it, it, it looks like a yeah. a first person State of Decay, and like I quite like State yeah. of Decay. State of Decay too. I had a lot of fun with. You know, it's it's yeah, it's not quite there for me. Yeah, agreed. And then Larian introduced a new antagonist 
be a trailer for Baldur's Gate 3, which is launching August 31st. And um, I get it. It's it's a big one. I get it. But I don't know if I'll play it or not. It looks cool. Like, their games are always super intrigued me. Like, Divinity, Original Sin, whatever. Like, the second one, they always intrigue me. But I just know those are fucking time sinks. But uh, anyway, I'm sure people will be excited about that. Look, so yeah, Baldur's Gate, like, not really for me. Like, I know it's been sort of available for the better part of, like, three years on PC. And, like, they, you know, have been adding to it. So, like, if, if someone's into that, you know, like, harder... Mm-hmm. Uh, RPG, yeah, sweet, you know, bonus for them, but like not so much for for me. Yeah, well, spe- speaking of boners, yeah. though, Ryan, yeah. we we finally got a big one for our audience here, and I I predicted this one. It wasn't a huge stretch, but I I figured this was going to be here. Insomniac Games showed up with new details for Spider Man Two, courtesy of creative director Brian Inathar. Thinks how you say his name. Brian talked to some new details with Mr. Keeley, but he also announced that the game will be releasing on October the 20th, 2023, and pre-orders will go live on June 16th. And uh, we finally have our date. What do you think? Yeah. It's like, it's one of those things where I'm like, why didn't they do this last week? Uh, yeah. Yeah. They clearly had a marketing deal with him, right? I mean, that's all it was. It would have to be like, because knowing the PlayStation were going to be there in some capacity, like I was sort of hoping yeah. that it would be something outside of this um sure this is pretty, like in terms of like the, this is the only question first party thing that is here but it's like mm-hmm. well why wouldn't you've done this last week with your showcase I, I understand that you know the game that the, the uh, summer game fest is a way larger reach than ever yeah but true this date is an important piece of news like if they did it last mm-hmm. week at the PlayStation showcase there was no other showcase they would have that would have owned the news cycle yeah, right now, now three other things this weekend. Yeah, this is going to be lost in the sea of all of this. Yeah, and that's just that's 100%. a weird thing I, for me. But I am excited for October. Yeah. It's it's giving some breathing room between it and between it and uh, Starfield, which was because the idea was like, are they going to drop it the same day as Starfield in that September window? But October yeah, makes yeah, sense. It's it's as late as PlayStation like to release. They don't really like to touch yeah. November or December at least previously, like except for, I think the last guardian is really the only exception, but that was because they just had to get it out. So they normally don't touch Q4. Yeah. It's a good time right ahead of Christmas. Uh, is it, is that, is that near? What's the thing after Thanksgiving that you guys have black Friday? Yeah. Black Friday. Yeah. It'll, I would imagine that it helps push the rumored PS five slim console mm. or discless console, whatever that, that we believe is going to, come with the game when yeah. it launches at some point well so. and that, i think you bang on there like ha- having a drop mm-hmm. in around this window allows a lot of bundles to be put together like hey buy a ps5 oh, yeah. and spider-man 2 so like come yeah. that christmas window like we're going to see a lot of spider-man ps5 under trees 100 percent. but the, so they did also announce on twitter and through the blog uh through the position blog um the deluxe edition the digital deluxe edition as well as the collector's edition so it comes with this 19 mm-hmm. inch statue of venom just like yeeting uh miles with like peter off the Fuck side yeah. and i want it so fucking bad i um, saw it's 230 dollars us correct so that's like eight thousand dollar dues so that's gonna be fun that's correct um <laughs> it's gonna be like 500 bucks i reckon easy which is brutal yeah yeah but yeah, there's not a mm-hmm. lot of crap in it. It's just that not one nineteen statue, so it's not. It may not. It's probably like yeah, four fifty. I reckon. Mm-hmm. The only cash that I have is so with my new job, I fly. I'll be starting to fly interstate, and I fly back from Sydney 
to here in Geelong at 9.50 on Friday mornings when I land. Pre-orders go live at 10. So I sure hope oh, I'm not being, my flight ain't delayed because I oh, need that statue. And like, yes. yes, I've got connections with PlayStation Australia, but not quite collector's edition connections, right? So <laughs> right, like, I'll, right. I'll get a copy of the game, no doubt, but not a fucking statue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need the statue. That's all. I haven't seen it, but it sounds dope. Yeah, I, I shared it on dope. my Twitter if you're interested. Okay. Check that out while we move on here to well, the Well, actually, well, if you want to have a quick squiz, I'll, I'll touch upon uh, the next game. Okay. So the next game was called Pal World. And as Jeff Keelius states, it's Pokemon with guns, and it's not wrong because a lot no. of the, the the creatures in this just look like Pokemon, like straight up, like straight carbon up. fucking copies. Yeah. Like Doug Bowser's about to sue somebody. Like it's not looking good. Fuck, I need that collector's edition. Oh, isn't so it dope. cool? Okay, yes. Yes, Pokemon with guns is 100% accurate. That's exactly what it is. It's like a third-person shooter with Pokemon. It. But like, yeah, like even like there's the Pokemon that looks exactly like Zalatia, Latios, whatever the fuck, and that sheepy uh-huh. looking one. Like there's just like unapologetically ripping it. Yes, they really are. It's very, very close. And like you said, I don't know how they totally get away with that one, but I guess it's derivative in a way because there's guns. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's the catch. But uh, it's it said that it's hitting early access in January, which means PC. So it's which still- also means it's probably not releasing in full because they're about to get a cease and desist. So. Yeah, that, that too, but, but it remains unclear. This is another one of those to me, and of course, we're doing this immediately. I'm sure there's PR out there now that clears this up, but it's unclear right now at the time of recording if this is even coming to PlayStation, um, so we'll see. And then we got another kind of like blinking, you miss it almost weird uh, update from South Korean developer Pearl Abyss, who admittedly makes very cool shit, has a lot of cool shit in development, but they, I think, shared a new trailer for a Black Desert Online expansion. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it said it was coming out June 14th, I think. But I also am unclear if that's just a PC or also a console. I just wrote too, Black so. Desert. Yeah. And knowing of my accidental racism earlier, I was like, oh no, what have I, yeah. what have I assumed here? <laughs> yeah. But no, it turned out I was okay. I was accurate. Yes. Correct. <laughs> uh, bullet dodged. And then we saw a, I think, I have no idea what this game is. I think, Ryan, it's a city building horde survival game called The Lord of the Rings Return to Moria. And I believe that it's releasing this fall on PlayStation. Did you, do you have any clarity on what type of game this is? Or did you take away the same thing? So to me, yeah, because I'll see, uh, so it's just focusing on the dwarves of the Lord of the Rings universe. You know, the mines of Moria, yeah. like it's the mines that lead to the underground <clears throat> city that where the dwarves are all like live and born and shit. Um, mm-hmm. To me, yeah, it looks like a kind of a, pro- I, I'm, I'm, I'm sensing like a procedurally generated sort of, mm. you know, sort mm. of set up the idea. It's like, hey, you know, you've got to mine your way through to here. So you'll enter a room and it's, you know, it's made by a computer. And then you're like, well, there's the door over there. I'm going to build mm. a path to get there, whether take out walls, build um, paths, whichever. So it does kind of look like a, a building survival mm. sort of horde game. I think you, you kind of nailed it on the description there. I literally just wrote dwarf building game, question mark. So... <laughs> Yeah, it'll get intriguing. I, I hope it's not in the same yeah. um, universe as Gollum, because that that universe is anus. But yes, <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, it's you know I enjoy the films. Mm-hmm. Um, I somewhat enjoy the the Amazon show that people yeah, are very sure. low on, but I, but I'm also not like in the weeds on the lore and the and the books and or whatever all that stuff. So that I, I have a very cursory interest in it, which is probably why I enjoy it more than the purest. Let's say so. Yeah, I, I but, enjoyed the tri- like the the initial trilogy. Like that were really fantastic yeah. pieces of cinema, and I really like how they made out a hundred page book into seventeen hours with the Holbert trilogy. <laughs> That was interesting. Uh-huh. Um, once again, a, a, a very impressive feat. But like Jesus Christ, that's overstated. Welcome. And I didn't watch. I didn't watch the the Amazon show just because it looked poo. So I just didn't even mm-hmm. try. But this looks interesting. It's an interesting take. It's in the in the same way yeah, that I that I enjoy Star Wars when they don't focus on the Skywalkers. Mm. The fact that this is Lord of the Rings but it doesn't involve the ring or golem or like hobbits mm. or anything like that. Like it, it kind of intrigues me in that sense. Cause it's like where it's, mm-hmm. it expands on the overall universe or world law, which is mm-hmm. way more appealing. Cause you know, that's one of the things I like tangent. I like about the last Jedi is the last Jedi establishes as the cool shit happens fucking outside of the Skywalkers. All right. And then, you know, yeah. in uh, Rise of Skywalker, they went, no, 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 fuck all them. It's just the Skywalkers you've got to care about. <laughs> yeah, it's much. It's a much bigger place than that, the universe. Yeah, is. it's, you know, it's a and, galaxy uh, far, far away, but it only affects like correct. 12 people. Correct. <laughs> correct. So then uh, Focus Entertainment, as you pointed out earlier, came back for yet another, well, not announcement, but another update. It's a new trailer for their third person ghost hunting game called Banishers ghost of new eden and mm. reveal it revealed that it's releasing late this year and i'm very keen about this game very keen for this game this is uh this looks good to me i'm in uh, i didn't write any extra notes so i assume it was fine and i was probably making oh, okay. fun of max um for his previous erections because they announced the mobile <laughs> version of final fantasy 7 the ever ever crisis and i was like ah, oh, yeah, this yeah. game looks poo and he yelled at me in chat <laughs> i'm sure and i got distracted it does look terrible that this one. game so oh well it, it looks good. I, I'm I'm about it. So we'll see. We'll but late this year that screams I'm going to get delayed to 2024. Typically, when somebody when a game says that, so we'll see. And then uh, like a dragon, Gaiden from Ryuga Gotoku Studio showed a new trailer, and they announced that it's launching November the 9th, which actually leaked prior to the show. But um, I'm not into the, the the like a dragon or the uh, Yakuza stuff. Excuse me, without stuttering. So, but. I don't know. It looks looks like more like a dragon. I like I the name of it though. The man who erased his name. Like it is like also super yeah. fucking anime. But yes, Yakuza is a series that's always caught my interest. I'm like, oh, mm. you like you like you're a cool sort of like third person, you know, actiony sort of game. But it, you're fucking weird. And yeah, I love a good bit of weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the idea oh, yeah. of like will, midway through like for that. kung fu and people in a in a back alley and having these intense family dramas, you're like, oh, I'm going to go do some Dance Dance Revolution. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It is super fucking weird and campy. So I, I do respect it for that. No doubt. But uh, after that, we got a very intriguing game. Mm. It's a Deep Ocean Firewatch-esque, it's I like Subnautica game. energy. Yeah, yeah. It's called Under the Waves. And it was announced... And it's releasing relatively soon on August the 29th for PS4 and PS5. And uh, I'm feeling this. Yeah, look, so I, I personally, like, I, I have a, a big fear of, like, space and deep water because mm. it's just falling in okay. different directions. Yeah. And, like, underwater is, like, fucking horrifying. But 
Yeah, I do hate big. I do hate big bodies of water. No doubt. Yeah. Like I, I'm not keen on getting in the ocean and stuff like that. No, for sure. But like it's 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 interesting. So like I tried to play Subnautica or mm-hmm. Soma and I wanted to die. So this kind of looks interesting in, in that space. But yeah, it's a, it's it's interesting enough that I'd be like, ooh, I'm not gonna play you. But you got <laughs> but you got you got a well earned. You got a ooh. Yeah, that's a well-earned one. Yeah, yeah. For you sure. didn't quite get you didn't quite get the turgidity as I mentioned, there, but you got a little bit, got a little wiggle. There's a little bit of movement there, just a smidge. Yeah, just a little, you know, little little something. Yeah, just a just yeah. like just letting you know it's there. It's like oh yeah, maybe okay. Like, like oh maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah if, if I keep if I keep stimulating this, we could get somewhere, you know. But uh, indeed. Indeed. Sadly, uh, the next thing was Call of Duty, which did nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then the next thing is, like you said, Call of Duty, and uh, it's you know it's always at these things, and they just gave us a new look at the upcoming fourth season of post-launch content for Warzone 2.0 and Modern Warfare 2, which you know, I mean, I guess it looks cool. I just don't play the game, so I don't appreciate it. But I'm sure people are very excited about it. Yeah, so it's a new map called um, Vondel, which I thought they said Fondle, and I chuckled. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's it's a, it's like a dense urban environment, so like a lot of cities, a lot of tight corners, a lot of close combat, which I think is a lot of fun, because especially when you do like uh, uh, Warzone, you know, where it's the big open spaces, that it's very easy to be sniped at a distance and be like, what the fuck? Or yes. at least here you can see the person blow you and the, blow the shit out of you like seconds oh, before you even you. see them. Like, oh, you're there. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, look, I I enjoyed DMZ. Oh, you did. Oh, so yeah, much I, more. Yeah, you did have a spell in DMZ, didn't you? Yeah, Max is still keep, like loving it. He adores that, and he, really? he's hoping that like this gets involved in DMZ, but uh, probably not. But I know this hmm. is not PlayStation related. But can oh. we just talk about the fucking hideous Xboxes? Oh uh, yeah, the- <laughs> yeah. What was that? What was that again? So for to celebrate the seventy fifth anniversary of Porsche or Porsche? Oh yes, yeah. Uh, Microsoft, uh, so they announced that Microsoft are, are making these custom Xboxes that are inspired by the various Porsche cars over the last 75 <sighs> years. So and apparently, or at least according to the Xbox that we saw, mm-hmm. all the previous Porsches were fucking hideous. So that's exciting. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't like, I love that. a good custom console, but no. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not big on that, like, crossover, collaboration, whatever you want. Like, don't design a console after a fucking car anniversary like what the fuck are you doing like like unless they're going to announce something forza related at the xbox showcase in a couple days yeah like that would be the only reason that you would want to do that collaboration but like why not announce that now or why not hold off until two days from now yeah check hasn't cleared yet that's why Admittedly, the next game that was shown now it's not on a playstation Uh but it's very much a betson game is uh farm so I'm, oh, I'm yeah, being yeah. the massive fa- fan of farming sims that yeah. I am. I saw this and went, ooh. Yeah. And then it kind of had like, you know, a silly fucking magicalness to it. I'm like, mm. okay, well, you fucking better win me over on this. And like it looked, it, it intrigued me at least. But then it's going yeah. to PC and Switch. So yeah, comes massive, down from me. massive fart noise for sure. And my like, it was a fart noise, and like what it was, it was an intrigued. It was <laughs> it like was- a, it was like a half chub, really. It was like, okay, <laughs> yeah, let's see where this goes. And then it went PC, and then I lost it again. I was like, oh, well. Yeah. Actually, my literal note says, after a bunch of mobile crap, (laughs) developer Airship Syndicate brought us back to life with a new trailer for their free-to-play online action RPG Wayfinder, Ryan, which is launching in early access. Oh, that's the... There's a gap. Like, Look at my notes. So you see it's like, game, Uh game, gap. Because I was clearly distracted by fucking something. Uh Uh-huh. 
It's because there was like four mobile announcements in a row or some shit like that. Yeah, I probably just like like had a small stroke and just glazed (laughs) over for a moment. Yeah. So, but uh, Wayfinder's coming to early access actually on PlayStation because they do dabble in that now a bit. And it's coming this summer for early access, full 1.0 release as a free to play game later this year. And uh, I'm actually very into this game. I'm very into it. Played the beta, uh, one of the closed betas. This is. This is definitely for me, so I'm I'm very intrigued by this, and I might, you know, do one of those founders packs or whatever. I'm I'm considering mm-hmm. it, so we'll see. And uh, it doesn't sound like it's for you though, so you you have a gap there in your notes. But uh, after that, we have <laughs> Star Trek Infinite. I think. Uh, I don't know if that's a, oh, a, a uh, PlayStation uh, game. Yeah, so there was like a Stellaris and an yeah. Unreal editor for Fortnite and Star Trek. I'm like, because yeah. this is a thing. Star Trek's fucking nerds. Yeah. Uh, like Star Wars is where it's at. You know right. what I'm saying? Right, right. Yeah. So like Infinite, fuck this game. Yeah, Star Trek's dorks for sure. Yeah. <laughs> no no doubt. But th- it said something about a full reveal on June 16th, but I don't I didn't really get a sense of if, if this was for PlayStation. Uh, I didn't even so. I didn't even want a partial reveal. I didn't even want a little reveal. A full <laughs> reveal, nothing for me. We don't need a full flashing. We don't even didn't even No, we don't a, want, we don't we don't want full frontal Star Trek. Yes. Right? Yeah. We want like softcore Star Trek's too much. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Lots of Star Trek hate, hate, hate on the show here. Speaking of like what became hate and then turned around though. Oh. Like they twisted Metal Teaser. Yeah, that was interesting. That was that was next, and that was a that was introduced by Will Arnett, who voices Sweet Tooth on the show for Peacock, which is releasing at the end of July. But we saw our first really like trailer. I mean, we've seen a trailer for it, but like of actual some shit going on. Mm. Of uh, between Sweet Tooth and the John Doe character, who's played by Anthony Mackie, what did what did you think about this? I'm curious to see your thoughts on this or to hear. So your I, I, I really was curious as to why they dubbed Will Arnett's voice over the top. Sorry, the yeah, actor yeah. that is playing Sweet Tooth is is a current AEW wrestler, ex WWE wrestler, ex Ring of Honor wrestler, uh, Samoa Joe. So like from a visual aesthetic, fucking Samoa Joe looks the part. It yeah. looks like the mask, the body, like he. It looks rad. Yeah. I don't like Anthony Mackie all that much. He's fine. But like Samoa Joe was like, in terms of Sweet Tooth, looked brilliant. Yeah. Like he, he choke slams him into a table and the little wrestling <laughs> nerd of me going, ah. And then they used like the thong song and they're, you know, they, they chat about the, the Silver Dragon. That's an interesting sort of thing. It, do, it did feel like a little bit of that Marvel quip. Yeah. You know, like it, mm-hmm. did, it didn't fit the, it didn't really fit the, the theme. Yeah. It didn't That's, fit the energy of it. Just kind of was there. Yeah. To like, hey, we're silly. Yeah. But once again, in the greater context of the show, because it is supposed to be like a comedy esque series, I mean, it might fit better. I think you nailed it in terms of. I think that we need more, and to yeah. to really understand because this was obviously pulled from probably. I mean, maybe the first episode of the show, but it did, didn't look. I would assume it. so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could be. You know. So I. The fact that they like have just sort of introduced the characters together. Yeah. He's like, true. You know, you didn't know who I am. Like I, you, you shot at me. Yeah. Cause I, I shoot, you know, everyone shoots at me. So I just shot back. Like I didn't know who you were. Yeah. I mean, this might be the establish. I'm fine with comedy. Like no problem with the show being like whatever. Oh, like, I like comedy too. Yeah. Yeah. No problem with the show being, having like that zombie land and energy or whatever. To your point, I don't want it to be a full on like guardians of the galaxy, Marvel mm-hmm. type of writing. You know what I'm saying? Well, and it feels, yeah, it, like, you know, unre- un- unnecessarily tied in music. Yes. Like, it does have that Guardians. Like, Guardians probably an yeah. apt description of, like, of it, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't need the licensed music all the time. I mean, they didn't have, I don't, did they play the music or were they just singing the song? 
no, no they're no, playing they it. they're they're playing the thong song yeah a great song by the way i mean don't get it twisted but uh it's true yeah and you know you know and but and you know smell joe he ha- does have dumps like a truck he does and thighs like what yes <laughs> so i guess the long story short is that i'm open to this but i'm mm-hmm. guarded against it as to what it that the end the end product is i'm not sold yet so yeah, like I'm not gonna. We're, we're, we probably won't cover it in the same way that we did the Last of Us. Like we did yeah. uh, like a breakdown of each episode. Like I don't see, I don't see us doing that for Twisted Metal because mm-hmm. I don't think there's enough lore in Twisted Metal to make it interesting. For sure. Enough character, but like we'll certainly check it out. Like it's releasing here in Australia at the same time, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, 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 I'm interested. I'm open. So we started to get into the home stretch here, Ryan, with Electronic Arts showing off another trailer for their first person magic shooter immortals of avium and it's launching july 20 20th excuse me for ps5 and uh looks i'm i'm dig i'm digging this quite a bit i just wish they would quit showing the fucking game like we've seen enough already and it's it's about to come out so just fuck off for a while but anyway what do you think so we were like we were very lucky in the EA Australia. Um, Did you do the preview thing at the end of May? To a preview thing, so that was fucking yeah. cool. Yeah. So we got to see a, like a lot of it. I don't think all the stuff we saw has has come out yet, uh, but a lot of it's mostly the same. You know, in terms of like like the the description of like it's Doom with magic is pretty good. Yeah, like and I think the previous trailers that they've shown, I I feel were very intense. Of like boom, 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 boom. So mm-hmm. they didn't really hang on a lot of stuff. Where here, I think they they reduced some of that frenetic energy and showed what I think is more of your standard gameplay experience. Yeah. So it's you know it's it's there is a bit of grapple hook, uh, grapple swinging or whatever, mixed with some like slow down animations. So it's like you're clearly seeing what the actual gameplay experience is, rather than just being a bombardment of the senses. Sure. It looks good. I just wish um I have I have a comment about Final Fantasy 16 later on too this of the, in the same vein, but I just feel like I'm seeing too much of it and um I don't, especially when it's just right around the corner. And like we know how the game plays, like I, I don't know. I mean, I know you have to have a marketing cycle. I get it, but I just don't know that we need to see more and more and more gameplay at this point. Like I think I would give it a rest for a while. So yeah, we are very much hitting that saturation point with Immortals of Avium. And it was mm-hmm. a circumstance when I saw it, I went, oh, again? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So then Epic Games revealed the new season of Fortnite, which appears to take place. Is, is uh, You're the Transformers guy. Are they, is it taking place in Cybertron? Like, what's going on here? It's got rideable dinosaurs. Alt- Optimus Prime is there. What the fuck is going on here? I don't believe it. Like, I'm not a big trans. Like I said, I didn't grow up with Transformers. I'm just watching it because like, my kid likes it. Oh, okay, okay. Like my mate though, he's a massive. It's not a jungle uh, map, guy. is what I saw. Yeah, so it looked kind of like yeah, a jungly sort of Aztec-y sort of feel. Mm-hmm. So I'm not quite sure how the Transformers tie into it. Yeah, but all this does is reaffirm that Fortnite is this weird fucking fever dream. It, yeah, 100%. where just everything you've ever thought of in your life just like fucks, like it just comes together <laughs> in one space. And yes. admittedly, like. To their credit, like of the style that they use for Fortnite, mm. it doesn't look out of place to have like an Optimus Prime human height oh, yeah. running alongside some fish face dude, like <laughs> yeah. on dinosaurs. Yeah, like it's. I'm wondering whether there's going to be some Jurassic Park fucking crossover or something. But Ooh, like, okay, because you know that like they're riding like, the, the dinosaurs kind of look like blue from Jurassic World, but Jurassic True. World hasn't been relevant in years because you know Dominion was bumhole. 
And the one before it was pretty poo hole too. Mm-hmm. So like I'm interested in why they're like heading into that. Like a, I don't follow Fortnite at all. Yeah. Like the only reason I get excited when they're like, "Hey, there's a new PlayStation related skin." I'm like, "Oh, Kratos, you say?" Yeah. And then it's like thirty five dollars Australian. I'm like, "Get fine." <laughs> it is. It's way expensive. I will tell you, I dabble in Fortnite about once a year, kind of like Rainbow mm-hmm. Six Siege. And I, I admit, man, Fortnite when I play it, it is a lot of fun. I have a good time with it, so I get it totally. It's it it is a fun game, totally get it. But you're 100 percent right. It's a fucking fever dream, just a mishmash of all these properties and IP. Like they can just do fucking any at this point. It's insane. Which in and of itself is incredibly impressive. Yeah, absolutely, no doubt about that. I respect it greatly, deeply. And uh, so that was the penultimate reveal of the show, which ended. Ryan with Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, and uh, they showed a new gameplay trailer. They being Square Enix, and it's now releasing early next year for PS5 after previously been being announced, I believe, for this December. So yeah, so they essentially delayed. said the 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 winter of 2023, which winter of 2023 yeah. technically is um, December through to February. True. So in terms of we're, if we're looking at like fiscal quarters or like release quarters, mm-hmm. you know, like it's it's based it's matches the seasons. So yeah. they had technically until the um like the twenty eighth or twenty ninth of you know of June uh mm-hmm. month for June fuck February <laughs> right. So by having it drop in like January is actually not that bad because January is pretty quiet. But if anything, if February's been anything like the last couple of years, like expect Phew. it mid Feb with like eleven other games around it. Hundred percent. It's not for me, by the way. I understand it. Yeah. Looks, looks cool. Looks great. Not for me. Like, that was when I went from turgid to flaccid right there at the very end. Yeah. So, like, this is that moment where all the tantric buildup that Max had throughout the entire showcase came together in one eruption. He climaxed. He, oh, he climaxed so hard. Uh, <laughs> so, shout out to, to, to Max um, destroying his own pants. Uh-huh. But, like, I enjoyed Seven Remake. I never finished it, but I enjoyed it for what it was. And... I can certainly see the appeal here. And, I, and as I said, like before, this is how you handle a JRPG mm-hmm. in that it does have that anime aesthetic or, you know, that traditionally Japanese aesthetic, but the voice acting is incredible. Yeah. They sound like real people. Yeah, true. You know, and like, like there's nuance in their voice yeah. and it doesn't sound like these ramped up, you know, like, ugh, it just, it's horrible. But like this, it looks fantastic. Yeah, the the voice work is fan is brilliant. Like everything about it makes me go, I wish I liked Final Fantasy. That's exactly how I feel about it. I want to uh, every time I see something Final Fantasy, especially Final Fantasy sixteen. I'm like, God, this does yeah. look. It does look cool. Like it looks, it looks awesome. It looks badass. They're just, you know, destroying shit. Like high production value. I get it, but I'm just like, fuck, I just can't do it. So yes, every time I see it, I'm like, I wish I liked this, but I just can't. I just can't. Yeah. So. The show is over. Generally speaking, what's your high level thoughts on the good, bad, average, whatever? It was fine. Yeah. It's the same, very similar to the showcase. It was fine. Like there was a couple, like there was no, you know, what, what was the, the quote for the original showcase? It was going to blow your dick off or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, blow the, bo- the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> neither neither the off. showcase, <laughs> neither the showcase uh, nor yeah. this blew my dick off. Like I was like, yeah. oh, okay, cool. Do, yeah. Should have I have gotten up at five, you know, four thirty in the morning for a five o'clock sh- showcase? Mm-hmm. No, yeah, mm-hmm. but allowed me to do this show, so that's a fucking win. There you go. <laughs> it's, it's like it was very much like, oh, cool. I probably could have like, like every year, I'm like, oh, I would have just watched the highlights of this, right? Right. Like but I'm not. 
It was fine. Yeah. There's a lot of like in terms of variety, like impressively, it had a wide variety of games, bunch of different genres, some big hitters with your Final Fantasies and you know, your stuff like that. So like there is a lot there if you're into that stuff. Yeah. So like if you look at it, you know, sub- subjectively, not for me. Objectively, yeah. yeah, it was it was actually pretty great. Like there was a you know a couple of strong standouts, a couple of indies, and like lesser known games, a good a good like swath of double A, you know, which I think something that's really lacking in a lot of spaces. Yes, there's some games that you know, like even though we kind of had a feeling Final Fantasy Rebirth was going to be doing something with their really bizarre fucking tweets. It's like yes, the game will have music. I'm like thanks, um, but at least yeah. now like we're yeah. actually seeing what it is, and it's like oh cool. This looks great. This looks fantastic. You know? Yeah, I I feel the same way about the show. I think that subjectively for me, it was fine. I would say it was like a a B minus, you know, like borderline yeah. C plus B minus. And like, but, I didn't hate myself watching it, so that's like yeah. a good thing. Yeah, it was it was fine. I but objectively with this, you know, the the big reveal at the end, I understand that's huge from Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. You know, there were some other things in there that were big. I, you know, I it's 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 probably better for other people than it is for me, which is typically what people say about me. And uh, I honestly, my opinion, and of course, this is just my personal feelings. I, for me, the the PlayStation Showcase was better. But with that said, there are some obvious big holes in the PlayStation Showcase: lack of gameplay, lack of release dates, etc. I understand that, but in terms of just the things that we saw there. And my level of excitement or intrigue towards them, I skew towards the PlayStation Showcase because they're outside of like five or six games at the PlayStation Showcase. All of those, I was like, "Oh, okay, that's cool. That's potentially for me." And this, I would say, is like maybe half of what we saw at Summer Games Fest. So that's my that's my barometer, I guess, is what I'm getting at. I I I I I don't disagree. I don't agree either um, in fair. that I think the showcase was, I, I don't know whether it was better, yeah. but I think the difference is that I had expectation going into that. Okay. And I think that affected my thoughts of the showcase. However, I had no expectation going into this. So I was like, oh, yeah. okay, cool. And I think that's probably the big key difference is in terms of what I cover and what I care about. Like there was a lot more riding on that showcase. Yeah. But with with like to once again, to their credit, you know, I the thing that I hate about the game awards is it's it, it even though this is, you know, all showcases are just giant fucking hours, an hour of advertising, this didn't like Jeff Keeley knew to not be in it. Yeah. Like the yeah. game awards is disadvantaged by the the high frequency of Jeff Keighley. And I mean that not in a bad way. He's not a bad person. He's not a bad presenter. No, but because no. he's the one running the show and planning the show and so heavily involved in the show. Yeah. There's always that sense he's just trying to push it forward. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's always like, it, yeah, it's always like in the back of his head. He's like, okay, well, we've got to do this. We've got to do that. We've got to do this. Like he's got, he's always thinking about that next step, next step, next step. Mm-hmm. But by here, by him having come in and he delivered a slicker version of, of E3 presentations in that there was 
yeah. you know, some uncomfortability. Like, you know, they had <laughs> they had like the dude from Marvel Snap who a mate of mine messaged me and goes, I'm pretty sure this is an American version of you. I'm like, shut up. It's not wrong. <laughs> you know, I can see that, man. You know, he he came in at like an unreasonable level of energy, which he is very did. me. He did. You know, and he was like sitting at a whole different level to Keely or any other one that come out. So he was like, like a punch to the face. Um, but you know, like having Sam Lake was cool. Nick Cage was cool. Like they limited the individuals coming on to have people that were confident enough to talk on a stage. There was no like uncomfortability in terms of someone coming and going, Oh, hey, I'm really excited to play this game. You know, I hope you like <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. I didn't do that. There was no like we music level awkwardness, awkwardness. Right. Yeah. And I think they captured the essence of what an E3 showcase used to be from a rose tinted perspective in that you remember the awesome times that someone came on stage and they did that here. They, they knew that having a crowd would work to their advantage. They didn't have the crowd reactions piped in over the trailers. Yeah. They had it. They had the crowd noise whenever they pulled away from the video. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Like they really handled that balance quite well. I feel. And yeah, it was a very tight production. I will say. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it really demonstrated what the other showcases or directs miss by not having a human involved. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, we're just watching a fucking highlight reel for, you know, an yeah, hour like it, without it, it. It had a different feel knowing that sure. it's on stage somewhere. Like it feels different in here. I'm pointing to my balls, by the way, right. my chest. you know, <laughs> <laughs> like it feels different in your chest and balls. Yeah. Watching a, a stage show and like knowing that there's a crowd there and like when they pull back and there's like hype yeah. or whatever, like when they, when, when essentially, you know, Jeff was like, you know, the rumors are true. Here's Final Fantasy. And for that moment, when they had the crowd noise pipe in at the beginning of the trailer and then they pulled it back, like that was a good, because everyone went, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Then, they, then they let people enjoy, enjoy the trailer. You're right. There is something to that element of it being yeah. live that, that adds a little. It was a very mystique. well put together show. Yeah, I agree. And uh, a lot of sexual energy here on the show tonight, uh, Ryan, between yeah, you and yeah, I. Yeah, so. yeah. Per usual. But uh, anyway, let's move on here. I do have some <laughs> <laughs> I do have some other PlayStation relevant news that uh we'll go over. You have no idea what I'm about to say. I did not no, send it's you fucking any, good. Yeah, I didn't send you any notes. So we're just we're just gonna roll with it. I have one news item and a bunch of news nuggets and then the new releases. And then uh we'll we'll then we'll fuck off. So here we go. Number two. Sony revealed the month of May's most downloaded games on the PlayStation Store this week, and they include on PlayStation 5, the top download was Star Wars Jedi Survivor, followed by GTA 5, Dead Island 2, NBA 2K23, MLB The Show 23, Mortal Kombat 11, Hogwarts Legacy, FIFA 23, Modern Warfare 2, Need for Speed Unbound, Madden 23, WWE 2K23, NHL 23, so many fucking 23s. Resident Evil 3, 3s in general, Spider-Man Remastered, Far Cry 6, Gotham Knights, Resident Evil 4, Alan Wake Remastered, and number 20 was Space Engineers. Over on PS4, the top download was Hogleg, which is Hogwarts Legacy, Mm -hmm. of course, followed by Minecraft, FIFA 23, UFC 4, Red Dead Redemption 2, GTA 5, NBA 2K23, Dead Island Definitive Edition, Batman Arkham Knight, Star Wars Battlefront 2, Mortal Kombat 11, Gang Beast, MLB The Show 23, Black Ops 3, Modern Warfare 2, The Division 2, Madden 23, Injustice 2, Mortal Kombat 10, and Dead Island 2 at number 20. On PSVR 2, 
the top download was Beat Saber, Walkabout Mini Golf, Red Matter 2, Pavlov, Pistol Whip, Creed Rise to Glory, Championship Edition, Job Simulator, Kayak VR Mirage, Star Wars, Tales from the Galaxy's Edge, and at number 10 was Swordsman VR. And uh, on free-to-play, nothing to report, really. Everything was pretty much unchanged, although the newly released racer Trackmania from Ubisoft charted at number 7. Okay, so I don't know how much you picked up on that, but does anything of that stand out to you? Uh, first of all, it's impressive for the amount of sports games, as always. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, looking at the disparity between your PS5 and your PS4, where the PS4 has a lot of old titles, where the PS5 has a lot of new titles. So it, it's starting to show that the proliferation of uh, of the PS5 is really coming strong in yes. that a lot of the games... That, it's like PSVR 1 compared to PSVR 2, right? There's a lot of PSVR 1 games the same old PSVR games, right? Yeah, I didn't even but mention with, that. With I'm going to die. <laughs> Yeah, with the PS4, we're seeing like, yeah, Minecraft, because it's still yet to get a PS5 uh, next-gen port. Yeah. You know, like Red Dead, like all these things that are like prominent, but you're like, oh, okay, cool. That, like, okay, that's an old game. Oh, that's interesting. You know, where PS5 is like, your know, Hogwarts Legacy, understandably, had a PS4 because it came out this yeah. month on PS4 after mm-hmm. PS5 earlier in the year. Jedi Survivor going up top, complete, makes complete sense. Like, Fallen Order just seemed to yeah. always want to sell. Uh, so there's a lot of bodies that would, would be interested in it. Dead Island 2 at number three really caught my eye on PS5. For I mean, that, that seems really high for that game. I mean, I know it's selling well, but that, that seems high. I think it's been on, I think it's been on yeah. sale recently, oh, okay. I think. Is, it's probably, okay. probably, probably helped. But I mean, like, once again, if you look at, a, you know, sort of like, it, it games, a game that came out a yonk ago. Yeah. So, like, there'd have to be an incentive for it to hit this high. And I think it's probably been on sale. And I, and I know a lot, of the, and a lot of the original, like, launch jank has sort of faded which I think is a positive. What's fascinating is that if you look at the PSVR 2. Yeah, I think I know what you're going to say. No Horizon. Yep. Yep, I noticed that too. It's It has faded fast. And yeah. my thought on that is I grab it as a showcase of what VR can be, especially the first 15 minutes of, of it. Very cool. Beyond that, I don't think it's a very good game. I mean, let me back up. It's... It's, the it's fact that I haven't gone back to yeah. it tells you it's a perfectly something. fine game, in my opinion. So, the other thing I wanted to point out about PSVR two before we move on here is that three new releases are at the top of the charts, which means that people are buying video games on PSVR two. Well, Beat Saber is a free upgrade, so that's ah, easy. True, fair, fair play. Yeah, I forgot about that. So that makes complete sense. And Beat Saber being one of the most prominent VR titles across all the headsets true. certainly works to its favor. True. Also, shout out to WWE 2K23 because oh, yeah. I like wrestling. That's, that's your people wrestling. Oh, man. Yeah, dude. Every, you know, every Thursday, it's GM mode. I am the, uh, the undisputed world, heavy, uh, world heavyweight uh, WWE 2K23 champion of my lounge room. <laughs> that's right. I love it. All right. Number three. Ryan, we also have a bunch of news nuggets here. Smaller news items, if you will. And feel free to jump in here if anyone tickles your fancy i'm an overly opinionated person so you know i'm gonna jump in at some point (laughs) fine by me first nugget (laughs) no man's sky released its 10th expedition this week called singularity it's available now for no charge for owners of the game i i I love the support that hello games have given no mansky however the problem is the core of that game Mm. is still shit and Mm. like it's just 
not fun. And then they've managed to layer a whole bunch of crap on it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, all this crap is really cool. And then you play it and you go, oh, yeah. It's very grindy. Very grindy. Like resource gathering, management, very grindy. But one day I'm going to go back to it and just spend some time with it and, and see how far it's come for sure. Website Video Games Chronicle reported that Diablo 4 is Blizzard Entertainment's fastest selling game of all time with over 93 million hours played in the early access period alone in terms of pure gameplay. Speaking of Diablo 4, the first player to hit level 100 in hardcore mode was confirmed this week, but they almost immediately immediately died. I'm sorry, almost immediately suffered a disconnect from the game servers, which registers as a death in game, meaning that they had to start completely over. At level one, which obviously is the epitome of brutal. <laughs> Suck a dick, that guy. Yeah. I'm glad he avoided all that sex and like female contact he would have had. <laughs> um, had all. he not chosen. Yeah. All for nothing. Yeah. All for nothing. No, seriously, like well done to that dude, but also what the fuck? Yes. And uh, Blizzard says they're already working on two expansions for the game. So if you haven't. That's good. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I fucking love I haven't, Diablo. Have you, have you been playing Diablo 4? Yes. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Blizzard kindly provided like half of the website with codes for the most expensive version, which is incredible. So, Hell yeah. So shout out to Blizzard. Thank you kindly for that. And we've been playing it nonstop, and I fucking love it. I, when, I, when I'm not playing it, I'm thinking about it. It's really my first Diablo game, and I get it totally. I understand mm. 100% what what people see in in the ip and in the game so yeah it's fucking awesome if you haven't played it and uh this is a good gateway i think uh easy to pick up uh great gameplay loop and uh yeah anyway so uh we also got a new ps5 firmware update this week which you might guess improves system performance yeah Yeah, system performance improvements so there's that Cool, because my system was running like trash before this. I'm really <laughs> glad that I did that. Yeah, same, same. Street Fighter Six is in is the 29th game to receive a perfect score of 40 from Japanese publication Famitsu, and the second such game within a month. The other, of course, being Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, Ryan's favorite yeah. game. Street Fighter Six also I haven't sold, played it, but I'm sure it's poo. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Street Fighter Six <laughs> also sold one million copies in its first week on the market, so it's very doing very well so far. And they have, they have aspirations. It, it, like it looks familiar. good. It's played great. I haven't spent a lot of time with it. We were kindly provided a code from Capcom Australia. Thank oh, you. Sweet. And it, yeah, it's fucking rad. Like it's yeah. what it is. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. I bought it. Have not. Played I'm always it. a Tekken guy though. So like, oh, I found a character that was closest to like Eddie Gordo. It's just some uh-huh. like Jamaican dude who does the capoeira. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then I instantly cared about Street Fighter. Yes, I in that one moment. I bought Street Fighter 6 because I enjoyed the beta and then I saw the reviews. I'm like, 92 on Metacritic. What the fuck? I'm like, I got to buy this. So I haven't got to play it yet because I've been sucked into Diablo. Yeah, I've been playing a metric ton of like gas station simulator. I have that too. I bought that. I haven't played it yeah. yet. <laughs> so I haven't, you know, I got a really good gas station going on right now, but like, you know, there's a bunch of games I should be playing instead. Absolutely. Always. It's always something else. Also, Disney Dreamlight Valley received its next big update this week. It's called The Remembering, and it features the addition of Cinderella's fairy godmother that uh, tickles your fancy. BioWare is reportedly being replaced as Star Wars, the Old Republic developer, by Broadsword Online Games so that the studio can focus on Mass Effect and Dragon Age. So, whatever that means. Well, the Old, Rep- old Republic being the MMO, so it makes sense to the, sort like of the, like... The original, you know, like the old one. Wait, what? So this is not Knights of the Old Republic? Like, is, 
Yeah, no, so the Knights of the Old Republic is the old RPG that Bioware made. Okay. But the Old Republic is the MO. Jesus Christ, how can I keep up with all yeah, this? Wait, wait. Let me this... have a look, hang on. No, you're, that Star makes Wars, sense. Star Wars, the Old Republic. Uh... Oh, yeah, well, yeah, the Bioware, Word of Alper on it. So, okay, yeah, so essentially mm-hmm. it's them going, well, we're, we're going to step away from the ongoing support of the Old Republic and so we can focus on something else, which is fine because... The game itself has been out for, let's have a look, what year did it drop? In 2008. So that's a, ve- a long time to support it, and I'm sure they can palm it off to somebody else. Makes sense. Okay. That makes sense. Got it. Let's see here. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone 2, we, we got the update at Summer Game Fest, but we also know that the fourth season is going to include a new, new Warzone map, as Ryan mentioned earlier but seven new multiplayer maps new operators and new weapons that's your cup of tea the heist shooter payday 3 had its release date leak courtesy of data miner edgy lumia has to be an italian person yeah great name who claims that it's going to release on september the 21st developer starbreeze claimed in january that payday 2 had sold over 40 million copies since its release in 2013 which sounds inaccurate but also astounding and i'm super excited for payday 3 i can't fucking wait for that it's being made on unreal engine 5 i really love the idea of payday mm-hmm. especially payday 2 but no one would want to like because the, the the ai in that game blows yeah it, it really does no one that <laughs> wanted, really no does. one that wanted to play with me so yeah. i was like well, and like they design like there's no way for you to succeed in a heist by yourself Correct. It's it's, it's impossible. Not, yeah, it's it's it literally is impossible. It's I know exactly what you mean. So three looks or well, we don't we don't know what it looks like yet, but it sounds wonderful. Hopefully, we'll be seeing something. Yeah, very I'm open soon. to it, but I I no doubt we'll have no one that want to play with me. So I'm like, oh. Capcom announced that it will be hosting a showcase on June 12th at 6 p.m. Eastern time. They plan to share updates on Dragon's Dogma 2, Exo Primal, and Ghost Trick Phantom Detective, as well as other titles. So should be a good show. Roguelike game Dead Cells has crossed 10 million copies sold and announced that more DLC will be coming to the game. Genuinely impressive. Yeah, it's crazy. Those guys are millionaires. I think they are like a cell phone company or whatever. So they're all fucking just mm-hmm. filthy rich. Developer Grasshopper Manufacturer led by Suda51 says that they will make some sort of announcement on June the 15th. There's that. If That's fucking ambiguous. Yeah, very much is. <laughs> Sony CEO. Kinichiro Yoshida warned during a recent interview with the Financial Times that technical issues still remain for full-on cloud-based gaming, but added that the company mm-hmm. wants to "quote unquote" take on those challenges. Well, it's like that, that is a massive thing, because even right now, he, even to this day here in Australia, we still don't have PlayStation Now. Yeah, I, f- I forget about that every time. Yeah, so like, every every time they announce these games that are coming as part of your what's the upper tier call for you guys? Platinum premium. Yeah, premium, premium. premium. PS Plus premium. Mm-hmm. So we get we get a bastardized version called PS Plus Deluxe. Oh yeah, yeah. We get all the that. PS One classics, which they proceed to not give a shit about. Um, <laughs> yes, but we get none of the PS Three games. That that blows. So we get an absolute bastardized version, and there seems to be no real reason. I think the understanding is that the internet infrastructure in Australia is poo, which mm. it is. But it's better than it was. So, like, I don't, still don't know why it hasn't dropped here yet. And I, it's frustrating. Yeah. Do you think, is his name pronounced Kenichiro or Kenichiro? I've heard it both ways. Do you have any idea? I don't know. Uh, I don't want to. I'm a white guy. I don't know how to say shit. 
It's like it's like it's like when I didn't I wasn't sure how to pronounce like Ghost of Tsushima yeah. because I didn't want to say Tsushima because sushi sushi is like I was I implied that I was being accidentally racist. Yeah. So I was like Tsushima. Yeah. They're like no no it's Tsushima. I'm like okay okay you say so. Cool. All right. I, I just didn't want to like turn into like I thought I was just westernizing it because yeah. sushi. But no, it turns out like that was correct. Oh. I just I I, I just you know it's once again uh, English white. Australian, I'm going to butcher whatever you tell me anyway. <laughs> also, Puzzle Game Viewfinder will release on July the 18th for PS5 and a free demo. Or if you're Australian, Viewfinder. Viewfinder. See? Yeah. Even a simple word we <laughs> obliterate and make horrible. I love it, though. It's so great. Uh, if you ever listen to our show, you know that I absolutely butcher the Australian accent on the reg, but I try. Yeah, I love so. it. Yeah, no, with Sega. 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 <laughs> also, a free demo is available now of Viewfinder on the PlayStation Store, if you're interested. Publisher Paradox Interactive is offering refunds for pre-orders of Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 because they plan to yeah, update good. the game's various editions and want to allow players the choice to opt out should they choose. So, kind of cool, I guess. I think that's the one that's been delayed like indefinitely, so that's probably good. Yeah, idea. they're teasing some type of big announcement, too, for that. Paradox is just a big cancellation. The big announcement is we fucking give up. (laughs) We're done trying with this motherfucker. I think they're gonna announce. Yeah, they just announced the statement just as fuck this noise, but on one of those apology like gifs. Yeah, you know, apology JPEG, but just says, "Dear customers, fuck this noise. Vampire the Masquerade is canceled." It's on the fucking letterhead or whatever the key art. (laughs) Also, Square Enix shared eighteen more minutes. Eighteen. More minutes. Whoa. Final Fantasy 16 gameplay this week. Why? If you're interested. What the? F- this is what I wanted to tell you. What the fuck are they doing? Like, why are they showing us so much? We've seen enough. We've seen enough. We fucking know what it is. How can anybody yeah. want to see this much Final Fantasy 16 before two weeks from now? We- weebs are uh, an intense bunch, but I guess so. But I, 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 I could. I know codes are out there. Yeah. Right. Like we don't have one, but like I know they're out there. So, mm-hmm. which is an assumption with it knowing it's coming out in a couple, like a couple of weeks, like it's a reasonable assumption to make regardless. Yeah, sure. I guess it's just trying to hype everyone up. And I, maybe with the idea of thinking that, you know, with them leading, knowing the Final Fantasy Rebirth was going to be announced today, that like, they're like, Hey, like that's coming in the future, but look at what's happening now. Yeah. Cause like a big part of like, why are they hinting at Final Fantasy seven when they're like, they're burying their own game here. Yeah, I know. I, I don't know. Get on them. I mean, it's going to. Well, let me. There's another note in here. I'll go ahead and bring this up. So apparently, um, I can't remember who. To, Imran Khan. I think he he's a he's a journalist. I don't remember who for, but he has said that he's hearing that Square Enix is, I guess, quote unquote, slightly panicking over the pre-order numbers for Final Fantasy. I 16. did hear that, but see, we discussed this in this week's episode of our show as well, and I think yeah. I understand the hesitation. But you think about like right now, like you look at their pre-order pre-order bonuses quote unquote mm-hmm. there's nothing like, yeah. it's three digital trinkets it's useless really yeah so what like in terms of the the benefit of a pre-order is incentive true and the collector's editions or at least here in australia sold out instantaneously right there was like no room they sold out they were like six hundred dollars seven hundred dollars fucking editions and they sold out so they're worrying about pre-orders in some fashion but it's a final fantasy game right and it's a throwback to like the like a medieval sort of Final Fantasy. It is going to sell well, but they ha- but with the the way they're releasing the the pre order, there's no incentive for anyone to buy it. Yeah, it's gonna be fine. And and, and, and and as we transition to the digital future, where there is no mm. such thing as scarcity, 
because mm-hmm. all ones and zeros. Why pre-order it? Yeah, I, I once that once the download goes live where you can pre-download it, I think you'll see it, they'll see an uptick in pre-orders. Sure, because as of right now, there's no reason to pre-order it. Yeah, I I mean it's going to be fine. I don't know why people are. There's no need to because freak I, out. I, I think it's a mix of the old and new model, right? The old model is pre-orders are important because you need physical copies. Mm-hmm. Where now the pressure to pre-order is less. Yeah. I think it's not needed. 100%. Yeah. Next nugget. Website PushSquare reported that RPG Octopath Traveler 2, I should say, has hit 1 million units sold. Well, that's lower than I thought. Yeah. True. It's been out for a while. It's good. Right? Yeah. It's still lower than I thought. Yeah. PlayStation Studios and Kojima Productions announced a documentary film collaboration called Hideo Kojima Connecting Worlds, which dives into the mind of the legendary game creator. So about all that. It's just Kojima just jerking himself. <laughs> I know, man. I, I fucking, I don't like, I hate this. I mean, I like Kojima, He's but he's just a fucking egotistical maniac. Like he is, like he is, he is gen- like genuinely an auteur. Like yeah. I do think he, in a lot of ways, he is like a incredibly unique mind. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And there is no one like there is no one else like him in the world, and that mm-hmm. in itself, or at least it's publicly known. And there's always gonna be some fucking weirdo in the middle of like Africa that has the same brain as Kojima. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things where I find him very fascinating, mm-hmm. and I'm a big fan. Like it's one of those things. Like as Death Stranding was coming in, I remember asking myself, "I'm like, am I a Kojima fan? Am I like a Metal Gear fan?" Mm. turns out i'm totally a kojima fan because death stranding fucking rocks yes it does but like i don't i don't think the level of like sucking off yeah the sucking off of his everyone around him <laughs> i don't think it's quite there yeah. like i don't think we need an hour and a half of him just like being friends with fucking famous people or like mm. you know they're having these like you know piece to cam interviews jeff Kelly's like i want to kiss kojima yeah oh, that's lovely yeah and then it goes to you know like you know uh, norman reedus is like i have kissed kojima like, oh, okay, <laughs> you know and then it's it's just oh, like dead. like that's what it has to be like yeah, is, yeah. is it just is it just gonna be someone everyone patting his back for like a couple hours oh yes absolutely like yeah yeah i'm, I'm interesting yeah i agree yeah you, you hit the nail on the head also western digital announced officially licensed playstation 5 ssds this week which start at one terabyte for 150 dollars and go up all the way to four terabytes for five hundred and sixty dollars US. If you really want the PlayStation logo on your SSD, which you can't uh, see because inside the case anyway. Correct, and uh, like you said, maybe if it had the sacred symbols on it, but not yeah. for the fucking. Just has logo. the has the PS. That's fine, but like you yeah. put those fucking symbols on them. Yeah. You know, like I'm a I'm an idiot and have them tattooed on my arm. Like I'm that much of a nerd about them. Yeah. <laughs> put them on there, and I'm gonna buy it. Yeah. Oh, but I'm, like yeah. I already have. You know, it's right now, at least here in Australia, like. If you go to, you know, our, like one of our local retailers, like any of the branded external hard drives, mm-hmm. just because it has fucking The Last of Us or Spider-Man smooshed on it, it's like $200 more for the exact same hard drive next to it that doesn't have any branding on it. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm a giant fucking dork and I, w- I could not justify that difference. Absolutely. Like that is ridiculous. Also, insider Jeff Grubb says that Final Fantasy IX Remake is real and it's coming. Pretty sure it got like heavily got dropped yesterday or announced or Did alluded it? to very heavily maybe. yesterday. Maybe, maybe, yeah. They're having a big Final Fantasy weekend. Everyone's just like arcing ropes of jism everywhere. <laughs> they really are. It's just Final Fantasy, mm. this Final Fantasy, that mobile game, Final Fantasy 9. Yeah, remake. it's just copper bombing the world with fucking weeb jizz. Like, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, you just can't escape it. You can't escape it. 
It's like Oppenheimer for Final Fantasy jizz. <laughs> uh, well done. That was brilliant. Thank you for the softball. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I set that up and just yeah. ripped it out of there. Well done. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Let's uh, bring the Final Fantasy back down to earth with Farming Simulator 22, who received, which oh, received, yeah, received an update this week which added competitive multiplayer modes to the game on PS4 and PS5, including yeah. two modes of such kind. One called Bell Stacking, which is about what it sounds like, and the other called Arena, which sees teams of two or three farmers, I can't remember, compete against each other. So this is something interesting to be sure, and I'm mildly intrigued by this. There is legitimately like an esports league for fucking farming sims. I've heard, I didn't know that until this week. I can't fucking It's goddamn ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I And I love that. it. I, I can't believe that. I found that out this week. I was like, this is, is this fucking real? And it is, yeah. certainly. Nacon released fresh new gameplay for the upcoming Robocop Rogue City, uh, which actually looks pretty good, I think. I'm, I'm interested. It, I, I expected it to be worse, honestly. So, Congratulations to like, you didn't disappoint me. Yeah. Like, that's a very low bar. <laughs> that's but fair. it's a good one. Yeah, that's fair. Look, it's the same bar I had with my partner. I'm like, I didn't disappoint you. She goes, that's true. You did okay today. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Also, co-op adventure game Jumanji, or Jumanji, however you want to say it, Wild Adventures was announced for PS4 and PS5, and it's launching this November. And it uh, looks ass. looks ass cheeks. Big it time. does look ass. It, it does not look good. It looks absolute anus. Like, the mm-hmm. other ones previously weren't very good either. So, yeah. uh, at, least they're, at least they're continuing their thread. Right? Sure. The other, you know. At least even... Like, you know, my son's, what, six now, and, like, three, four years ago, like, he, you know, he was real, like, you know, he was a kid, he was in a Paw Patrol. Like, the first Paw Patrol game, Paw Patrol on a roll, was shit. Yeah. The next one, they actually improved on it, and they're about to, they announced the third one, which is almost this open world game. Oh, yeah, And, it, yeah. like, compared to Jumanji, where, like, it's the same garbage each time, they've <laughs> genuinely, like, if Paw Patrol can make a better fucking level of evolution of game than anyone, that's ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> Pick up your fucking game, Jumanji. Yeah, they, uh, it, I, I can't believe a game is releasing in 2023 and it looks like that, quite honestly. Not, not from a major IP, I should say, but whatever. Also, EA Sports has been accused of exploiting college football players with low payouts to be included Dude, in their upcoming football game. The NFL exploit college football. Yes. The NCAA exploit college football. EA yeah. is just following the mold. That's right. They're allegedly paying each player $500 to be included in the game with no promise. That's of more than the NCAA give them, so that's pretty good. Yeah. The news has led the College Football Players Association to urge players to boycott the deal altogether. So we can't fucking have anything in this country. Yeah, how about they just boycott the whole fucking thing? Like, well, look, you're doing your, uni, you're doing your uni studies. That's enough, right? Like, yeah. no, pay them what they're fucking worth. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so insane that that's a conversation that has to be had. They're going to make hundreds of millions of dollars on that game when it comes out. Yeah. And they're going to pay, they've earmarked $5 million total to pay these guys. That's it. And they're going to make hundreds of millions of dollars on that fucking game. It's anyway, garbage. Eh? Just fucking get it done because I want to play it. God damn it. All right. I don't give a shit about NFL personally, but like, yeah, I stand up. I'll stand up for people not being paid their dues. So. Yeah, sure. Also, PlayStation Japan announced that they will host a 20th anniversary celebration of survival horror franchise Siren, which has fans hoping for a revival of the IP. But it's probably just going to be like some fucking music video or something weird. 
website PlayStation Lifestyle reported that EA Sports revealed Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen as the Madden 24 cover athlete, and the game launches on August the 18th for PS5 and PS4. I wish they would leave the PS4 is that a good, behind. Is that a good thing? I, you know, um, I haven't played Madden in a while, but I was. No, that- I mean in terms of the uh, the dude on the on the cover. Is that a good? Oh thing? yeah, yeah. I think he, yeah, definitely. That that makes that checks out for me. He's first of all, he's the first Buffalo Bills player to ever be on the cover of Madden, which is interesting. Hey, there you go. But secondarily, in the last five years, I think he has the most touchdowns in the NFL. So there's that. Uh, as far as it being on PS4, I fucking hate that. I'm ready for. Yeah. To, I'm, I'm sorry if you play on PS4. It's time to move on. You, but then again, you, like if you think of MLB the show, like they were releasing yeah, oh, PS4 yeah. versions alongside oh, yeah. like fucking PS2 and and Vita. Yeah, I think next year is the last year that we get cross-gen sports games. I think we'll still have. I, I, PS, yeah, I, would, yeah. I think PS4 will still be a thing in 2024 for sports titles and specifically. But I think after that, I think it'll get cut off, God willing. Next nugget Hogwarts Legacy received a PlayStation Plus premium game trial this week, Ryan, but for only a whopping 45 minutes. Whoa. I mean, I don't know what the fuck they expect you to do in 45 minutes on that game, but. Make, make a character, probably. Make a character. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Asymmetrical horror game Friday the 13th, the game, will be delisted from storefronts at the end of this year as publisher Gun Media, who is from Kentucky, by the way, shout out, they'll lose their license for the IP. Online servers will stay active for the game through at least the end of 2024. However, longtime Friday the 13th composer Harry Manfredini recently stated that he is working on music for a brand new Friday the 13th game with a more realistic art style. With a, with a better company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With a better development team. Yeah, hundred percent. It's probably like on Unreal Engine five. It's you know, yeah. somebody fucking big. Like look, no like no shitting on that. Like it's just like it has that same level of jank that like oh, all yeah. the other sort no, of no horror games have. No doubt. Industry analytics firm Circana says that consumers are opting to buy their games outright instead of heading for subscription services like PlayStation Plus. From April of 2022 to April of this year, subscription spending has increased by a measly two percent. Meanwhile, physical and digital versions of games are skyrocketing in sales. So that's quite interesting, in my opinion. So yeah, to me, it makes sense from, because like I was having a discussion like literally between um, the showcase and uh, me chatting to you uh-huh. uh, with a mate of mine around the idea of uh, like, why is the Spider-Man collector edition coming with a digital copy? Mm. And I said, because they don't have to print the disc. Yep. Like printing the disc is like, the the last thing they have to do mm-hmm. because what they can essentially do is just mass print keys throw them in the box have the have the collections ready to go sit in a warehouse now if they wanted to yeah yeah absolutely so there's no waiting on the game to go gold to put on a disc and they're guaranteed that people will get the best copy of the game mm-hmm. because it's updatable yeah and Definitely. then that that way they don't have to make a ps5 and a ps4 skew they just make one skew but mm. mind, mind you, PS5, Spider-Man's only coming to PS5, so it's slightly different. But right. if you think about like a game that comes across all four platforms, right? Mm. Whether it be PS, you know, PS5, PS4, Xbox, whatever, Huzma, rather than having to create like looking at the math going, well, if we're going to have 10,000 PlayStation SKUs of this collector's edition, what's the division? Is it 6,000 PS5, 4,000 PS4s? Is it mm. down the middle? Like, who fucking cares? You yeah. can just make it like, a generic box and then right. when people go in they use a key that they go to the website of the company and that then they go oh, i want a ps5 code and they went yeah here you go 
Yeah, that's a good point. That it takes the it takes the guesswork out of it. You know. Yeah, it does mean that it's a steel book with no game in it. But yeah, if you're a giant nerd about it, you'll buy, <laughs> you'll buy a copy of the disc. Yeah, two times the money. There you go. Also, the Persona Three remake leaked this week, and actually has uh, since been announced uh, or leaked some more. And it's reportedly titled Persona Three Reload. I think it's been confirmed. Uh, it's it's coming later this year for PS4 and PS5. So not a Persona guy, but Persona 3 Reloaded. Uh, there's also a Persona Tactics game that was announced while we've been recording, and it's both of those games are are coming. Oh, would that be that, P, that P5T that was yeah. sort of alluded to in the last couple of weeks? Yeah. Yeah, so oh, both cool. of those both of those have been announced since we've been recording. Website PlayStation Universe reported that the following games received update patches this week. Battlefield 2042, Wolong Fallen Dynasty, Hogleg, no Man's Sky and Diablo 4. So if you've been waiting for some new content or patches, check those out. Resident Evil Village has crossed 8 million copies sold, according to Capcom, which is very impressive. Game's awesome. Croc Legends of the Gobos. Ugh. Gobos? HD? I don't Gobos, know. Gobos, yeah. I, I know Croc. Gobos. Gobos. <laughs> I know Croc from PS1, but I it's 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 hazy for me. Don't remember. Dude, that it's game a- sucks, asshole. Okay. Like, it has. I have a copy of it over there just to make fun of it. Like, the game sucks. It's it's a it's a a three D platformer with tank controls. It blows. Uh, okay. okay. The game sucks. I think it was like, on a demo remembers, disc. Everyone like, remembers so fondly, and it's poo. Yeah, it's think, so poo. I think it was on a demo disc. Well, I'm glad you like it because the HD remaster. I don't like it. it. I fucking hate. Oh, <laughs> I hate the HD version. I'm like, gross. Yeah, it's you. an early development. According to Argonaut Software Founder. That's enough time to stop. Yeah. <laughs> so it's coming, whether you like it or not. Oh. Yeah. Also, DICE confirmed that a sixth season of post-launch content is in development for Battlefield 2042, which, of course, is music to my ears because I'm a big-time Battlefield 2042 mark. Uh, maybe mm. the only one in the world. So anyway, it's a very good there's, game. There's dozens of you. Dozens. dozens. There's literally dozens yeah. of us. Also, Night Dive Studios' System Shock remake still needs, quote, a few more rounds of QA before making its way to consoles. So it's coming, but it's going to be a little bit. Cooperative action adventure game Atlas Fallen will feature a 4K 30 frames per second quality mode and a 1440p 60 frames per second performance mode when it launches on August the 10th on PS5. And uh, I'm interested in that game. It looks kind of neat. Website Gamatsu reported that medieval real-time strategy game The Valiant is coming to PS5 on July 11th. Rail shooter Operation Wolf Returns First Mission VR has been delayed from June 22nd to July 13th on PSVR 2. Narrative adventure game Goodbye World will launch June 30th for PS4 and PS5. First-person shooter heist game Crime Boss Rocky City was announced to be coming to PS5 on June 15th. Awesome, because I was really excited about that game, but then it looked shit and reviewed very poorly. Still I know. want to play it though. Yeah, same. Me and Travis are the, the, me and Travis feel the same way. We're like, okay, people say it's terrible, but we still want to fucking play it. So yeah, I want to play it. Like the cast alone is exciting. Yes. Yeah, I agreed. Also, retro first-person shooter Rise of the Triad Ludicrous Edition will launch for PS4 and PS5 on July 31st. Oh, what an interesting crossover for Ludicrous. Mm, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Cooperative multiplayer sandbox slice of life shooter. It's a very, it's an amalgamation of things. My Time at Sandrock will launch September the 26th for PS5. And yeah, later, sequel later. to, to my, uh, my Time at Porsche. So it's yeah, a really cool, 
uh, farming-y sort of, yeah, slice of life game, but like no yeah. combat, which is fucking dope. Yeah, it uh, it looks, I'm, I'm in on this, I think. I'm, I uh, came across this news this week, this week obviously, and I'm I'm intrigued by this. So I'm gonna keep my eye on that. It's yeah, my time at Porsche is cheap as shit. So if you want to, if you want to like okay. get a little taste of it, I'd mm-hmm. give it a bill. I'm pretty sure it's I'm pretty sure it's on PS Plus. I think you're right. I think it's on yeah. the catalog, the game catalog, it's on the deluxe, yeah, or whatever the middle fucking t- extra. Yeah, <laughs> uh, my time at Sandrock is also getting a PS4 version, but it's coming after the PS5 version. Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreaks title updates 4, 5, and 6 will all launch on August the 24th for PS5 and PS4, whatever that means. Cooperative action game Gangs of Sherwood will launch on October the 19th for PS5. F1 Manager 2023 will launch for PS4 and PS5 on July 31st. Medieval Action RPG Enclave HD will launch June 29th for PS4 with a PS5 version coming quote-unquote soon after. Side-scrolling RPG Lisa Definitive Edition was announced for PS4 and PS5. It's launching July 18th. Puzzle platformer Dr. Fetus's Mean Meat Machine. Whoa, easy. Hot. Yeah, it will launch for PS4 and PS5 on June 22nd. Going up against Final Fantasy 16. Thrilling horror Ball game. strategy, Cotton. Yeah. By Sweet Carol was announced for PS4 and PS5 by developer Little Sewing Machine. And it's due out in 2024. Cosmic Horror Horror RPG World of Horror Horror will launch on October the 20th, or sorry, October 19th, excuse me, for PS4 and PS5. Side-scrolling action-adventure game Forgotlings was announced for PS4 and PS5, and it's scheduled to release in 2024. It looks kind of neat, actually. Pixel Art RPG Terra Memoria was announced for PS5, but no release date was given. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge is getting a new Dimension Shellshock DLC later this year, which adds a new game mode and playable fighters. Shoot'em Up game Dan Maku Unlimited 3 was announced for PS4 and is launching June 13th. And finally, Ryan Gamatsu reported that Collectathon side-scrolling platformer Promenade was announced, and it's coming to consoles later this year from developer Holy Cap Studio. That is all. Yeah, it is a good name. That's all for the news this week. And of course, we also have a little bit of new game releases here as we round third base here on the show. June 6th, we got Amnesia the Bunker for PS4, Diablo 4 for PS5 and 4, Loop 8, Summer of Gods for PS4, Raiden 3 Cross Mikado Maniacs for PS5 and 4, Swapstar for PS4, on June 7th, we got MotoGP 2023 for PS5 and 4, Newlands for PS4, Nocturnal for PS5 and 4, Senses Midnight for PS5 and 4, Terminal Velocity Boosted Edition for PS4, 2D and Top D for PS5 and PS4. On June 8th, we got Tour de France 2023 for PS5 and 4. And June 9th, we got Grey Hill Incident, which is a first-person survival horror Grey Man Alien game. And it came to PS5 and PS4. So that's all for the new game releases, notwithstanding any shadow drops from any showcases. So that's it uh, for new games. And Ryan, I think, is running out of time, so we won't necessarily dive into what we've been playing. Ryan, thank you again for doing the show. Very much appreciate it. You're always very gracious with your time and joining the show and co-hosting with me whenever I need you. So very much appreciate it. I know you got to run, so I'll let you get to your the to the dentist so they can rip all your teeth out but thank you again it's pretty much the only option at this point i think no yeah but no look dude thank you so much for inviting me it's like it's always genuinely a pleasure 
to to sort of come and guest on shows in general, but even more to come do it do it with you know fellow PlayStation uh, podcast brethren like yourself. Uh, it, it, yeah, it, it, it does genuinely means a lot to sort of still be that only guest. That's right. On the way out the door here, do you want to tell people where they can find you? Yeah, of course. If you want to check out uh, me, if for some reason my Australian dulcet tones intrigued you, you can check out my weekly PlayStation podcast called For the Players, the pop culturist PlayStation podcast. I have to refer to it in full because For the Players is not my trademark. <laughs> and it, it releases every Monday morning Australian Eastern Standard Time at 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. on your on YouTube. So if you want to see what we look like, we do refil- film it all in video on uh, for YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at HaggardMC, H-A-G-G-A-R-D-M-C. If you want to hear me talk about wrestling, PlayStation, and my kid, and just me bullshitting mostly, um, is is a whole lot of fun. I think that kind of hit hit all the beats. Yeah, yeah. We just yeah we just hit we just hit episode three hundred by the way. So congratulations yeah. to you you and Travis yeah. for hitting one fifty. Yeah, uh, we hit three hundred last week. So yeah, look yeah, at us con- go. Yeah, congrats to you guys. Doubled us up. You've been doing it a while, and uh, your show your guys show is great. But uh, for us, if you want to catch our shows uh you can like i said you can find us every monday on all the usual podcast services don't forget to subscribe to get it delivered straight to you uh likes comments ratings hearts thumbs all that thumbs up all that bullshit's very helpful but even more helpful is if you share us word of mouth with someone that you love or care about and uh, we'll get out of here don't forget to find us on social media uh, on twitter at the dual sense pod thank you for listening to this very special episode with ryan betson and We'll get out of here now. Take care. Have a great week. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.